Obscenity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Sorry, I'm, <clears throat> I barely pulled off getting to the show today and so dinner's halfway done and I'm texting my husband who cannot cook. <laughs> The remaining instructions for what needs to be done. It's literally uh, like put these things in the oven. And I know it's going to get screwed up. Too challenging just... of a task for me as well. I don't I don't handle such duties. <sighs> uh, I know. He's not happy about it. So sorry, guys. My How apology to uh, to your husband and his dinner situation. My own fault. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're still scrambling through the last details of the home sale and maybe a wrench or two has been thrown in. But uh, I, I still think we're going to find a way to get it done. So. That's all good. And um, man, I was watching some clips of the Trump CNN special that I think is is still live right now. Or it, What it happened? Is. So Trump is doing a CNN town hall. Why? But it's with, I, I believe, Republican voters in the audience, Republican and independent voters. So the audience loves him, actually. And I just saw him talking about E. Jean Carroll. That's one of the big pieces of news is that Trump was $5 found million. liable for grabbing a boob or something, but not raping however many years ago but he was talking he was talking trash about e jean carroll and saying e jean carroll has a cat named vagina that's how crazy she is is i can't do a good trump impression but imagine trump saying her cat is named vagina oh it god was a great moment did you see diane feinstein return to the senate today no, I listen. I had a day from hell, day from parenting hell. Mostly, I haven't seen I just, any of the stuff. Mostly, I just want to encourage people to Google that. It, no, that is not uh, Darth Sidious or Palpatine in a wheelchair being rolled into the Senate. That's Diane Feinstein. It looks like one of her eyes fell out or something. Did it? I don't know what shingles does to your face, but it did a number on Diane Feinstein, who already well, she's had like hundred and seven. Yeah, it's 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 not a good look. Uh, and well, then, she just um, needs to put some virgin blood on it, and it'll. It'll and, grow back and, or whatever they do. And I haven't heard your reaction to the revelation that the Dallas shooter is, in fact, a super legit Nazi with fresh swastika and SS tattoos. Yeah, really. This is so fetty. As an actual <laughs> Nazi, I can say if you're Mexican, we don't want you. Well, I don't I guess he's just putting himself in the club, but I, I it was very odd. It, I don't know what to make of it because I look through the these, it's this fetty r- as fuck. This is not real. I think it happened yeah probably <laughs> oh you think the shooting happened you're willing to grant that no anymore uh, yeah the, uh. the the site itself i don't know what to make of it because i looked through it and it's like okay i mean these it looks real and the timestamps look real and i don't know what to make of this site but at the same time like how did how was all of this discovered with such ease and then the fbi is leaking information about it to the press meanwhile like the the, the ease with which we cracked the code on this one versus yeah. the difficulty we have with other shootings to find out what the motive was. Yeah. It's just too easy. I I don't even have to say it's all fake to wonder like, why is it so much easier in this case? I don't know. Anyway, it might be all fake. I should just go with the easy answer. It's all fake. It's all made up. We're being tricked on all fronts. 
Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get into those topics and many more as the calls progress throughout the evening. Uh, If you'd like to participate in tonight's show, most of you know how to do that. But if you are new, there are instructions for how to participate in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. And we'll get to those at the end of the stream. Plus, of course, we will catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. YouTube, Rumble, uh, DLive, Tippy Stream, and now Odyssey as well is in play. So pretty much wherever you can super chat, I believe we are able to read them, which is a, a recent exciting development. So... Uh, other than that, as usual tonight, let's see what our uh, callers have to say, unless you have anything else you want to mention before we take them. Nope, let's do it. All right. Uh, here's a name. Snuggly Love Snuggly Love Muffin? I haven't heard this one before, I don't think. Snuggly, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? Are you hey. a first-time caller? Is this a new name, or do I not remember the name Snuggly Love uh, Muffin? Now, now I am a little offended. Uh, this is my third time calling in. Oh, my God. I'm being first. How did Ayo. I snugly? Did we ever nothing. make fun of your name before? Did we ask if you were a furry? No, <laughs> I am not a furry. But uh, actually, you you complimented my name. You said it was adorable or something. I I can't believe that that slipped my mind. Well, my apology. What the and hell I've, was I on that I was? Like, I've committed a great it. Great idea. Me. Yeah, snugly love my. I do like it though. A man that can snuggle. It's very sweet. Right. Oh, and I'm six four, so I've got all the snuggles. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, that's a uh, self. Oh, sorry. Uh, me just jerking myself off. So I, uh, I really, I wasn't expecting to be first, so I didn't really prepare because usually I call and I put in the call in and I don't get chosen. All right. So I Damn hang it, out with snuggly. Acolytes. Well, it's your acolytes in the in the freaking chat room, blonde. They're okay, like, so the chat likes me, but the Discord fucking hates me. They hate me so much. I don't get it. <laughs> Is it different well, people in the Discord than than are in the live chat? Yes, hardened anti semites. Not yeah. all of them, but, you know. I've been told you... that I can't ban people arbitrarily anymore. So I guess I'm going to say Yeah, it's probably a good thing. You know, Matt's going to have to rein you in on that. Well, then but they no, come the to me. The only thing they don't and, like and, about and... is that she's a woman. It's <laughs> not my fault. I was born this way. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it, that's the thing. It's like partly on principle because we have to have objective rules in the server. But, but. There's a practical reality too. The last thing I want as part of my day to day is uh, fielding blonde ban appeals. That is not part of my job description. I never signed up for that. I'll just There's ban a- people if they're like, she looks old or she looks fat or <laughs> yeah. blonde's a whore. I'm like, lifetime ban. I don't care if you're the mod. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, can I disclose that? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Okay. So, so we have, uh, and I, We'll give you whatever time you like, Snuggly. I don't mean to hijack your call, but we, of course, have our admin in the server. And our admin um, was selected after our last one left because he's been on the server for a long time. And he's he's personally involved and invested in the server. And that's how I want it operating is I need someone who knows the culture of the server and can handle it. And so he's basically the guy right under us who can do pretty much everything except for uh, like the highest level control of the server. He's, he's handling it on a day to day. I don't know what he did to make you mad, but you revoked his admin privileges and he had to come to me to say, what the fuck? Now I can't do anything on the server. I do not (laughs) remember what he said, but it super pissed me off. Yeah. And then I forgot. So it must not have been that bad. I just want people to know that I have the power to do this. Okay. 
You gotta I flex do. sometimes. I get it. It women, was just a little flex. Women so, arbitrarily exercising power. You know, I saw um on Twitter, I, I was glancing at a study that's back from 2019, so it's not new. But there was some kind of historical study about how and when wars were waged. I forget the historical context. It might have been Europe, like medieval Europe or something like that. I don't know. But some historical context, it was it was looking at do kings or queens more Kilmar? frequently start wars? Oh, is it queens? And it's queens by a lot. Oh, and wow. the researchers actually expected the opposite, that men would be more predisposed toward violence. But the kings were much more reserved in the exercise of their, their power, or at least yeah, much more that, calculated, I suppose. I wasn't expecting you to like be pro-repealing the 19th. <laughs> I guess I've just made the argument, huh? I've been working on him for a long time. I mean, uh, women women just have no business. You're voting. doing God's work. Hmm. Well, um, has a has a topic arrived on your mind, or do you just want to? Yeah, could just dunk so, on women for for another couple of minutes. Oh no, we're cut on that. Oh, okay. Yes, I am. Uh, no, I was going to say is uh, it's absolutely correct. Uh, I don't know if I get dinged for this, but I don't grow a beard because I have to be able to wear an SCBA mask for hmm. the fire service. So, oh, I it's not your fault. Don't get to. All right, I don't know if I got a pass on that or not. But, no, you get a pass. Um, My husband also is in a similar situation. Oh, fair enough. Um, and then I guess uh, one of the things I, I get frustrated with Crowder and a lot of right-wing media is they don't have goals per se, like like action items, like what are we working hmm. on, stuff like that. And so I guess is is that something you guys are interested in or if just your thoughts on what we could do? Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't necessarily craft um, my product with uh... – Obviously, there are values that I'm interested in and that I think are worth defending and thinking about as we analyze the news. I don't know if I think about it as like a as an agenda or an action item, like here's policy A we should pursue. Mm-hmm. I suppose we it gets into that sometimes, but that's not really the way I think about crafting my work. I'm thinking more values based or first principles based than like mm. here's the here's the plan for for this specific policy we should pursue. But I guess there's probably overlap in those two things to some extent. I don't know. The, the left seems fairly well organized on this stuff. Um, oh, and I sent you an email with uh, videos on the distributist. He's a really interesting guy, but he's kind of a uh, dry. So, okay. Hopefully Did you, you say like Spurgy, <laughs> the distributist. Oh, like, he talks about like this. He talk- oh, this I know him. Dancing. Mm. The, like the constitutionalist ghost dancing where basically we're, jerking ourselves off thinking that we can just appeal to the forefathers of the founding yeah. fathers and it that's, that's totally somehow going to solve everything yeah these constitutional conservatives legal man has just been calling them con cons double con <laughs> oh he does the the lysander spooner thing that you told me about he does the quash it's the best podcast that exists it's way better than ours sorry well i guess to to take the con con position oh um what is it the the action today to I guess to to go back to what Snuggly Love Muffin was saying, is it the the values or the principles that you dispute or the today's action, I suppose, what they think today's action in pursuit of it is? Like what's the heart of was the dispute? Was that for me or for him? I guess both. I'm just curious what exactly if you had to characterize the dispute in a, a few bullet points, what would the dispute be? I would say it's both. I think that the major thing is uh are we a voluntary union of states? Do people have mm. a right to secede? And I think that there's major legal precedent that says outright that 
we are not. And if we are not a voluntary union of states, but things are happening with my money and to my children that I don't consent to, then then what does it matter if we have a constitutional republic? I have no stake in, in what's going to happen. I can't affect change in any reasonable way through the system. So so why should I bother? And it's been that way um, from day one. I mean, they are did a we? Study. Yeah. And they did a study that said that basically showed that it doesn't matter how much support or opposition there is to a law, it has like a thirty percent chance of passing. And that's like hmm. for everything. Uh, and they're talking at the federal level, or or just uh, yeah, at the federal level, okay. as far as as far as I understand it. The um the right to secede. Uh, of all the razor fist stuff I thought was really fascinating. And I think the Lincoln stuff specifically is, but the, the, the idea of whether there is a right to secede, I think it's pretty, I suppose it's, it's seems like it would be implied by the, the rest of the structure of the constitution and the philosophical thinking at the time, but nowhere was it clearly articulated. And I just, razor fist seems to believe that it, is obviously true that there is a right to secede constitutionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things where you can't really point to it. We have to look in the penumbras for it. And how, <laughs> how, why, how, and why is that the case? I'm, I'm fascinated by that question. I'm sure yeah. uh, Sotomayor has all the things to say on that. Yeah. Um, and I guess to, to respond to, to that question, the, the problem I have with the con con position is that it, it's, fundamentally like a tired ideology in a modern sense like we're not having the same conversations they were then and our understanding of morality is skewed from where it was then and i'm not saying that's a good thing but it's hard to make those principled arguments in a society that cares more about tiktok than they care about i know i know anything else um we're dumber but that's mostly because of immigration but by any (laughs) modern standard any modern standard, every single founder was a white nationalist. Well, That's what yeah, people don't understand. They were all right-wing extremists. They say. were, yeah. yeah. I mean, no. did, do you think that they ever expected to have an immigration on problem or immigration problem uh, at the extent of the extent that we have one? I, yeah. They, they well, never could have anticipated this. I don't think. I, I, and I know we're probably entering a conversation that will that's probably too detailed to get involved in. But the only thing I would say in response is I, I think the declaration, of the constitution, they're framed around eternal truths, not necessarily um, what we might consider moral whims of the time or something. Maybe the way that, that the, the, the legal framework is designed around those truths could, could use a little bit of modification. Maybe it wasn't perfectly done at the time or something, but I guess what I'm saying is I don't see the philosophy about moral truth on which the constitution is fundamentally wrong. Uh, I think it's fundamentally right on all of those topics, even if mm-hmm. maybe flawed in implementation here and there. I, 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 obviously, I'm not going to say that you throw out that document or that that document is is um, more trouble than it's worth or something like that. Right. And, and that's the problem with the document, as far as I can tell, those documents, as far as I can tell, is that they go too far in explaining some er- in some areas and they don't go far enough in explaining other areas where basically mm. your rights begin and end. Because as soon as you tell someone what they can't do, you effectively tell them what they're allowed what they, to do. Exactly, yeah. And that's why there's so much debate on the 10th Amendment. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, well, and, and people have such a weird understanding of that, too. Whenever I've had, um, I've had lefties respond to some of my work on uh, just d- different videos I've made talking about constitutional implications of certain policies. Like I remember one on the eviction moratorium. 
and talking about how this this is just fundamentally not a federal power. Not only are they going beyond their statutory authority, they don't have the constitutional power to do this. I can't remember exactly what the the discussion was. But the response that I got from a lefty critique was um, the Constitution doesn't say that they can't do this. And I was like, well, that's that's the the entire framework flipped upside down. The federal government has a, a series of articulated powers and that's it. You're thinking that if there's not a rule against it, they have the authority to do that. No, they don't. That's that's backward. But I, I there's backward. Inter- I'm saying backward with reference to the original philosophy. To your point, Snuggly Love Muffin, he's saying <laughs> he's saying he's probably saying that's the legal status quo today. So who gives a shit? And to a, to a large extent, he's kind of right. It's like it is the legal status quo today. That's just wrong uh, as far as the original intent was. Yeah, and there it's it's an exploit, and we were always going to be defeated from within. And I'd like a parallel society, but like we have to. I want to draw upon the foundational like truths because I hmm. believe you're right. It's just the problem. The problem is, no one values free speech when they're offended. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, well, you can't you can't get past that that social stumbling block. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. But uh, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no. Uh, please remember me next time. Be I, I, you have my word. I will not forget. I can't believe I did. How did I forget Snuggly Love Muffin? I, <laughs> frankly, I'm embarrassed, but uh, I won't next time. Uh, it's, it's all good, honestly. See you guys on. have a good night. You too. Bye. Viking Jesus is up next. Viking Jesus, are you there? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Hi. What's on your mind, sir? So, um... First off, Blonde, are you still into, uh, like, true crime? You know it. No domestic disputes, though. Okay, so uh, uh, there was a commenter uh, a few weeks ago that made some um, made a passing remark about Israel Keys. Yes. Was he the, the uh, serial killer that yeah, was recent, in, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he it was... Uh, the girl he got caught for was up in Anchorage. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was all over the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy's but, real dead uh, in the eyes. How many people did he kill? Uh, so he was, um, there were three known, but it's thought about um, 11. Oof. And most of them were in Alaska, though, right? No. Oh. No, they were all over the country. I should read more about this guy. He looks like a real psycho. I gotta oh, look it up. Definitely. Israel Keys uh, is his name. Yeah. Yeah. He's got oh, he's, a he's, psychopathic he's, phrenology. Uh yeah, he's got the Koberger look. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, a weak chin. I, I was you. trying I was trying to describe the Koberger look to my wife the other day, and I should and I was trying to say Koburgery. And for some <laughs> yeah. reason it came out Kobigi. Like what Kobe. the hell? Yeah, what I the bet hell she's is... been making fun of you all the time. Yeah, so now everyone who looks like this is Kobigi instead of Koburgery. <laughs> Great story, compelling and rich. So anyway, Matt, congratulations on the new house and the uh, the coming crotch goblin. Oh, thank um, you. Uh, the you know the 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 second part is the reason for the first, and the first um, I'm not at liberty to discuss specifics, but we're having some <laughs> conflicts now. We're having some some fuckery, but uh, with your kid? I, no. Uh, with uh, the the real oh. estate transaction. Oh, sorry. I don't know um, <laughs> there might be fun with the kid. I don't know. I think I'm going to be able to get it ironed out. But uh, you know, uh, all of us. It 
it is what it is. I frankly, the whole thing has gone so well so far that I knew a wrench was going to appear at some point. Yeah, it it always does. Hopefully, everything smooths out for you. Um, actually, the reason I the reason I called in tonight is I wanted to bring something up to your attention. Um, hmm. It's a little history lesson. The Battle of Athens in uh, 1946. Um, so in um, McMahon in McMinn County, Tennessee, there was uh, this um, fairly high high level political. Uh, he was a Democrat and ended up uh, taking essentially taking over all of the uh, the um, political elections. There was a lot of uh, uh, election fraud, meddling, all that, and, and it started in 1936, and then World War II happened, mm-hmm. and in 1946 everything came to a head. You had all these fighting age men coming coming back from World War II, and the sheriff of McMinn County hire was hiring unsavory characters, uh, prisoners and whatnot, and giving them deputy positions and uh, rigging the elections. And I mean, there was a lot of BS and corruption, um, money laundering, you name it. It was, it was cartel level, you know, corruption. Yeah. And so these veterans fresh back from the war looked at this and said, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't happening. And so they just, you know, they decided to do things the proper way first and, you know, run their own candidates, try to do things through the, the democratic process and the, they, the political engine beefed up their deputies and whatnot mm. and was arresting these veterans and as poll watchers and, and everyone that opposed them. And finally on election day, um, these, they, stole the ballot boxes and took them into the, into the, the sheriff's office and were stuffing, trying to stuff the ballots. And these veterans were, they'd had enough. And so they, they literally laid siege to the, the, uh, to the courthouse. They did it with, uh, M ones. So they did it with Garands. They did it with Tommy guns. And then they had, uh, so, 60 yeah, um, Enfield rifles too. I've I've definitely so they, I know we've heard this seats. story before. I think someone called yeah. in and told this this once because this rings a bell. Although I'm not um, yeah. super keen on the history of it, but I know I've seen a description of this before. Yeah, they raided the National Guard Armory and, and um, you know, oh, is that how they got the weapons? Gun. Yeah, they got a Tommy gun. Um, they had several uh, M1917 rifles. Yeah. Uh, you know, older bolt action rifles. And yeah. one guy got two forty five caliber revolvers so he could uh, conceal them under his Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. It says Colt. Uh, yeah. Colt single action armies. Um, yeah. And, and Molotov cocktails and dynamite. Yeah. So what was the outcome here? How did this end? 
the uh, the veterans the veterans won the day. Really, they got the guy out of office, this uh, sheriff or whoever this was, or who who were they revolting against? Um, so the 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 main guy was uh, a man named E.H. Uh, e. Crump, and uh-huh. um, the the sheriff. Um, the sheriff was uh, Paul Cantrell, and he mm-hmm. was the one that the main one that they were running against. And uh, he ended up getting shot um, and ran away. You know, uh, throughout this whole battle, there were no fatalities. There were a couple of people that got shot, but no zero fatalities. Oh, yeah, this you're right. Battle. Some injuries, no fatalities. Some, so it says some injuries on the part of the vets. And then some serious injuries on the part of the sheriff's department, but nobody died. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, one of the vets um, later after, after the battle had gone to the hospital and donated blood to give to one of the sheriff, Mm. one of the sheriff's deputies. This was like a a real January 6th is what this was. This was a no joke January 6th. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, did you have uh, like a closing thought about, uh, or I guess what's what's the reason you bring this up, or what's the relevance in your mind? Um, if you're no going to do it, do it I right. Mean, it's, just when, <laughs> it's just you know, if the big bird costumes don't work, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that, frankly, uh, yeah, I, I you never see it anymore. It's like this Wikipedia breakdown. This happened. This happened. It doesn't say yeah. like end result big bird costume. That's really lacking. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, thanks for the refresher. Um, this is a, I, I had never heard of this as part of, you know, my, my history education or anything like that. So news to me. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, you know, thought with all the uh, political dissidents and whatnot going on today, you know, I mean, it's relevant. Yeah. Uh, find out where all the uh, M ones are stored in your local armory and uh, work from there. All right. Well, you know, I've got, I've got several ARs and a couple of uh, AR-15s and a couple of AR-10s. And... Good. All right. Well, uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks. Okay. Next up is Joshy Boy. Joshy Boy, are you there? Good evening. What's Hi. on your mind, sir? Uh, well, I was talking to Dangerous Faces. One of the things that I actually wanted to bring up is the... Well, I haven't talked about monarchy in God knows how long. It's usually mm-hmm. philosophy or something stupid. So I figured I'd uh, lead in with a question. Do you think a ruler should rule or rule based on the whims of the people? So what I mean by that, should take, take, some, of our, uh, um, take some of our leaders, for example. Biden and Trump, they're playing up their crowds. They say, well, I'll do this for you and I'll do that for you and vote for me and stuff like that. But they're mostly doing it for the popularity, right? Mm-hmm. However, a leader ought to, despite what the people want, if it's not a wise thing to do, the leader ought to rule and lead the way. These, does that make sense? Yeah, I think I think there's a, a good reason for that, that um, a ruler, whether that's your representative in Congress or whether that's your king, that that having decision making outside of, say, just the mob of people. And maybe that's the wrong word to use, but I just mean like people at large, the citizenry, direct democracy, the whims of the people. You might want to check against that because the whims are often 
uh, those whims are often based on passion of the moment and not necessarily a, yeah. a rational, right. solid yeah. analysis. Um, so in general, I think that the re like even in a representative democratic system like we have, mm-hmm. that if, if even if you're democratically selected, the reason that you're elected is to exercise judgment on behalf of the people. I think that you yeah. should do that. And the check against you betraying what you're what the people want is they'll remove mm-hmm. you from office. But if you just go there to be a robot to press the button, according to whatever the polling in your jurisdiction says you, there's no reason for you there. You should just have a, a direct democratic right. system for those people to vote. You are irrelevant if you don't exercise your own judgment. Yeah. yeah but they're beholden to the people. I think the real thing is that leaders need to be afraid of the populace. Like they don't need to, respond to every one of their whims because most people are stupid um but they they need to have fear that like if they screw up terribly or dismiss um widespread popular view or um necessity then they'll get killed yeah i would agree that that ultimate power belongs in the people Mm. but but the the whims of the people are also an exercise in power that ought to be checked against agreed I do agree to a uh, well, at least in a republic state. Yeah, the people do. Uh, our leaders do need to fear consequence from his people. For a more monarchy stance, while you should be afraid of what the people might do to you if you royally fuck up, I also think that the people should have a healthy respect or fear of the leader himself. So hmm. take like the hooligans that we always see, like Antifa or anything like that. A good ruler would show absolute brutality in order to kind of. I don't know if correct is the oh, right word. Oh, yes, for it? it is. <laughs> I, I think about this kind of stuff all the time. And yeah. uh, let's say, like, hey, what if I was leader? How would I handle Antifa, right? Um, what leaders be- did back then is that they'll take their leaders, execute them, and uh, everybody else will probably pretty much fall in line, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that. If a ruler were to rule in that case, he was like, okay, let's take the leaders, let's make examples of them. Hopefully, that'll get these guys to knock it off. If not, we can go to Justinian route and box them in and just kill every last one of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so what Pinochet did, he only killed 9,800 people, although way there were way more communists than that in the country. So I think that what you need to do is a, a targeted selection. Yeah. Just kind of what little I mean brutality. by like, Properly, yeah, a little brutality yeah. goes a long way. I, yeah. I get the point you're making. My only question on that would be, um, what is the source of legitimate authority here? And it might not be at odds with what I would say it is. I, I, I would say that the declaration is correct when we say that it's the consent of the governed that gives government mm-hmm. their legitimate authority. Um, yeah. Would you agree with that statement? Or do you think power for a monarch or whoever you're considering it here? Does does power, just power, derive from somewhere else, if not the consent of the people who are governed? Well, how they used to do it was divinity, and they said, God chose me, so I'm king. But they don't, hmm. that doesn't work anymore, right? That's because a lot of people back then were illiterate, and they didn't know any better. However, right. today, um, I would say more so to the people, right? I mean, the people can make you king, but they can also easily make you not a king anymore. Is that correct? Yeah. They so can make you not alive anymore. That's how it went. Yeah, they can sometimes. make you not alive anymore. And plenty of people <laughs> yeah. in past monarchies have done that. So. Yeah. 
I do think that while the king should have a lot of authority or any ruler should have ultimate authority, they do. It is up to the people for that. Right. Okay. They, they so put him on there. Right. So you're, you're advocate. Well, I don't want to, I guess I don't want to care. You tell me what you're advocating or not, but the system you're considering is a monarchy as in run by a king or queen. Um, but that king or queen is still accountable to the people ultimately. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I mean, there's, there's probably, a, as we've mentioned before, I think there's probably a lot of overlap between our philosophies there, just because I care much more about how the rights of the people are respected by the leaders than I care about how the leaders are selected. Yeah. So and I think that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at too. If the, if the, if the monarch does protect the rights of the people, right. I do consider that the most important thing. I'm here to protect your rights as people, right? Yeah. If one nation threatens mine, I'm here to protect those that that I rule over. So I don't think we're very different in that. I'm not saying that a king should just do whatever he wants because he can. The rights of the people do need to be protected at all costs, and I do think that needs to be put first. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like you're talking about a king who is restrained by some sort of moral framework and accountability to his people. And and on principle, I don't know that I have a major opposition to that other than to question if such a person really exists. If there's a person who has the ability to wield what would be effectively absolute power with those accountability qualifiers. Um, Do you want to... Yeah, yeah, but what you, about Isabel and Ferdinand? Like, it's not like there's no historical precedent for people um, doing stuff like this. I mean, there have been good mm-hmm. monarchs. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know much about the specific is, history of them. I could, I could see it in concept, yeah. is what I'm saying. Well, they yeah. drove out all the Muslims. Oh, <laughs> tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> and other groups well, of people. But I they, thought you they, were friends with the Muslims. Now, eh, it's over. Oh, okay. Yes, Bond has rejoined the um the great nation of christendom okay good okay. to have you back yeah can't we can't uh be sharing but that's pretty right. much all i wanted to say yeah. right now sure. it is kind of hard to I've, I've had that question myself who will fit that bill especially in today's time we have a lot of unqualified people yeah that's the problem yeah. uh not a lot of uh characters of integrity and where you have a lack of characters of integrity that that really means that the power has to be decentralized yeah it really but, does but yeah, I oh, appreciate we'll the somewhere. thoughts. It's it's interesting to think about. It's like um, monarchy is always characterized in the same way democracy, quote unquote, is always yeah. thrown at us as an inherently virtuous, morally correct system. Monarchy is similarly similarly demonized, but really it's it's the moral framework that that the moral framework under which both of those are operating that that makes mm-hmm. it uh, on which it depends. I suppose it, if you don't have that moral framework in the voters. They're going to vote for garbage, as we're seeing today. If you don't have the moral yeah. framework in the king, he's going to be abusive and a despot. And you could see that, too. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the most important part, the moral framework. That's the, thing, that's the one thing I did forget to mention. So yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Well, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Y'all have a good night. You as well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. We're past the uh, bottom of the hour here. So let's catch up with a couple chats, and then we'll get right back to your calls. Over on Rumble, JD1492, do you think the legacy media jumped the shark with the Hispanic <laughs> white supremacist label? Should they have branded him a Sneeko nationalist or Andrew Tate disciple <laughs> instead? Um, huh? Have they jumped the shark? Yes, but unrelated. You know. 
Are they, they're trying to pin it on Tim Pool too. Tim, Retarded. so they're trying to they're trying to pin his Nazism on Tim Pool and also lives of TikTok, who uh, my sources say is an Orthodox Jew. But what? Yeah, uh, what I her name is. I don't even know. You have to pronounce it. It's Chaya. That's how you pronounce it. That's how Orthodox. Uh, I forget her last name. But the idea that those people radicalized him into like swastika tattoo on the chest. Nazi so retarded is hilarious. Uh, Sneeko nationalist. I like that term. Um, The other thing about Tim Pool, the other Tim Pool is getting all the hit pieces, man. I need to get on his level. Lucky bastard. He's he's just rolling in the riches of hit pieces at the moment. (laughs) Part of the controversy of the Eugene Carroll verdict is that one of the jurors disclosed that he listens to Tim Pool. Uh-oh, he's fucked now. Even though that juror found Trump liable, because it was a unanimous decision, liable for touching a boob or whatever it was. That Dude, guy can is... they just take their W's and like shut up No, about no it's not it? good they... enough because this guy listened to Tim Pool, which they characterized as a, a, a right-wing radical show. God, this is so stupid. Hmm. Uh, Bert said, Bert five, five, nine says gun control bull, the AR and SUV in Texas had the same body count tools. Don't stop, um, mass murder. Well, um, no, I get, I get what you mean. You need tools to respond to the mass murder too. Uh, that, that's what I would say. And I think we probably share that perspective. It's like, um, if you want, if you want any hope of stopping these people, you're going to need weaponry yourself. I don't, I don't know of anybody who's going to go in and say, please, Mr. (laughs) White supremacist Mexican man, please stop shooting. Por favor. <laughs> there have been so many good jokes. And thank you, Bert. I take your point in full. Um, so many good jokes that I feel like I, I missed out on when we talked about this. First of all, C. Heil, the chatter who, who nailed that one. <laughs> the one that's circulating on Twitter is the best, too. He's in the KKK, as in Q-U-E, Q-U-E, Q. Hey. Genius. Man, I missed out Very on a smart. lot of good ones dummy i'm gonna have to up my game addicted to drums says thanks thank you we are good on d live thank you guys over there uh well just as soon as i thought i was going to be able to read why can i not read Uh-oh. oh we just might we probably just don't have any on odyssey yet but uh thank you guys on odyssey so we're good over there oh this just came up actually hold mulray should public education be compulsory no um uh, is it in any state you have to uh, i think if your kid doesn't go to school and there's no evidence they're being homeschooled that cps will come oh if there's no evidence that they're being homeschooled which usually you have to clear through the state right you have to like just dis- yeah. you have to set up a whole thing you can't just be your own teacher without the state's oversight of some sort so that's probably how huh yeah um no no is the answer like yep uh absolutely not i'll leave it at that John, John, a little life advice to use or pass on. If you see a girl at a party saying, fuck me, don't be a faggot, be a faggot and don't fuck her. Her head clearly <laughs> isn't screwed on properly. and will only bite you in the ass in the future. Has that yeah. happened to anybody ever? Uh, well, in this latest case of, uh, well, I guess has what happened? Let me clarify. So like anybody in real life that has that any, I mean, has that ever happened to you? Apparently, this is part of what happened with this fake rape case of this football player at San Diego State. So 
This guy, this punter, his name's Matt Ariza. Oh, I watched your video about it. Yeah. So okay. part of so the girl who's involved in there accusing everyone of being ra- uh, 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 accusing the guys of gang raping her. Right. Witnesses say that she went up to randos at the party and said, uh, as far as the coverage said, I want you. No, I want you to bleep me. And if you don't bleep me, you're a bleep. Now fill in. Here. Well, they Language. investigated for 10 months and then they, yeah. they couldn't prosecute. So what's the problem here? Well, he did I, bang her, right? So it sounds like what happened. They said that they had a sexual encounter outside. Now, I'm going to interpret that as. Uh, uh, whatever, you know, I imagine what they did outside the home. OK. OK. And and then she moved inside and she banged like she banged several dudes that night Oof. Uh, after him. Uh, after whatever happened with him. Well, at least he was first. As far as we know. But he, based on her behavior that night, he wasn't first for much further into the past. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, we were talking about, I was talking about this with my wife because it's like to send our son to, to college now, you have the indoctrination nonsense. I mean, that's that's then, red flag yeah. number one. But I could envision him in a situation where he's outside of a house, had too much to drink at a party and he's 18, 19, 20 and some random slutty chick like this gives a proposition to him and he's like, Oh yeah, sure. That's fine. And then all of a sudden he's an accused rapist. Well, was she blacked out drunk? No. In fact, um, witnesses say she didn't seem drunk at all. And there's, this is the hilarious part. All of her sexual encounters that she said were, was gang rape. Uh People were filming this. The DA has video of all of these encounters that she is enjoying very much. And she wasn't blacked out drunk. No, no. In fact, there's some dispute as to whether she was intoxicated at all. Hmm. Okay. So sounds like there's no case here. No, definitely not. I'm just saying his scenario, at least there is not wild at all. She literally did that. She was going up to Rando saying, fuck me. Don't be a faggot. Maybe I didn't finish your video. <laughs> that was, uh, it, well, and that's the thing. Like, uh, any chick walking around saying, hey, would you uh, would you like to have at it? There's a pretty good chance that it, the, there's going to be a yes answer. Um, yeah. And especially Women can when, just walk up to men and be like, hey, you want to bang me? Yeah. And especially if you say if you like insult his manhood. Well, then it's like now I got to prove you wrong. Huh. <laughs> that was that one funny, uh, the only funny Amy Schumer joke where she was like, if you lined up the women that men every man has banged like you would be shocked at how fat some of them were <laughs> you just they're all in these yeah That's uh jrc1 regarding a town hall via cnn i know most people are tired of hearing about 2020 election january 6th truth no matter when needs to be heard sought and exposed yes i know but we all know what happened hmm. we all know what happened blonde's husband i can't cook for shit he really can't and truly i don't want him to learn um, the more codependent he has on me, the, the better. Uh, the shingles. I have done a number on that leftist bitch, Diane Feinstein. Yeah, you really that. have, man. the The face was in rough shape before, but it is yeah. it's uh, it's all but fallen off at this point. Rough. Right, um, we, we should probably get back to the calls here. Okay. We'll come back to your uh, chats at the um, top of the I'll hour. I'll have to just circle back with you. Next up, uh, it's been a little bit, but look who's back. Red Falcor. Welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are well. What's on your mind? I was uh, just having an interesting conversation with Dangerous Spaces about uh, the idea of a 
universal um, uh, time, global time. You know, like we, oh. we have a a universal calendar, right? I mean, it's yeah. May here and May in Australia is different, but our time is wildly different. Even the day is wildly different. All right, I guess I guess you have a point that June in uh, the northern hemisphere is not June in the southern. Right. So why? And I, and I guess they're they're just numbers. You know, my concept of sunrise around six or seven a.m is somewhat arbitrary. That's just the number that we assign to that. So if my concept of sunrise is instead 3 p.m., is that wrong? Right. Is that... Yeah. Um... Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. Uh... Well, I'm trying to think of an, a really good piece of pushback as to why we need the time zones then. Do you have... Uh, can you play devil's advocate on this? Uh, well, the... The the best one that I've heard is like, well, uh, one in the afternoon, you know that that goes away um, for, for all ex- ex- except a sm- small sliver of the globe. But I mean, the, I guess here's gonna be here's gonna be my pushback is is. Yeah. What is the start of a day? And to me, the start of a day yeah. is the rise of the sun. And so the yeah. times should be organized around the rise of the sun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's what should marks the start of a day. I mean, the, 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 the specific t- 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 time that the sun comes up ch- changes depending upon the... I'm part of the year that that you're in, right? Yeah. So, I, so it's constantly changing. I guess, but then let's say that I'm in a time zone. Let's say my time zone switches days at noon. Like 11.55 is the first of the month, and then 12.05 is now the second. That seems really weird, too, where I have a date change in the middle of the day, which is how you somewhere in the world would end up with that. Right. You have a date change in the middle of the day. Um, yeah, true. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's all, it's all relative. I don't know. This isn't really what I wanted to talk about. It's all. I what? Will, <laughs> well then hurry up. Move on. But all right. Yeah. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll hurry up. Um, one of your f- f- favorite people, I think, uh, has Adventist millennial. Uh, yeah, I know her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm on her show. I was on her show. Oh yeah, she I, she told me she's doing some streams for the next few weeks. Oh. Yes, and I'm going to be on her show ah. uh, again next Tuesday. Okay. Who is this? So, um, uh, well, I don't want to I don't want to say her name because I don't know that I'm able to disclose it. But oh, is she a fan of the show? We have a listener with whom yeah. you have spoken many times, who's Adventist. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. She's the tits. She's awesome. Yes. True. And and she's hosting a a show um, on her YouTube channel called Adventist Millennial. And I was on the episode yesterday. And then I'll be on one uh, again next week. So y'all should go check it out. Yeah. Okay. And and I I 
was, um, well, I, I was hoping to participate myself, just given all the things that are going on for me right now, I'm not able to, but if you guys decide to continue it, um, hopefully there's mm-hmm. an opportunity for me to participate in the future. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, it's uh, Adventist Millennial YouTube channel if you want to find that. And you guys are talking about what? Just like faith topics or what's the? Yeah. Uh, okay. f- Do we lose him? <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's that's me. I'm st- No problem. Uh, I'm still here. I have uh, definitely backslid on my uh, uh, speech journey but i'm uh working on it so i appreciate you guys patience with that oh it's okay (laughs) and you know you can do it now so yeah exactly um so it's um on the topic of religion and meaning Mm -hmm. and um uh, good and evil and yeah it's a it's a bit broad spectrum but but the foundation is um is the whole idea of uh, of religion i would say okay well all the best Mm -hmm. with your project there and uh perhaps i will see you over there in the future yep yeah thanks guys thanks man hope you're doing well bye bye okay reloaded ak is up next mr ak are you there Hey guys, yeah. Hi. What's on your mind? Uh, well, um, you mentioned the DeSantis thing, uh, DeSantis a couple of times, and I guess nobody else has talked about him in the Colin shows over the past several weeks. So I guess it, I guess I should be the one to do it, considering the fact I was, oh, thank you, uh, I was the one to bring him up in the first place. Like, yeah, whatever, I, rem- but, I remember you calling about this, uh, this bill that. So now it's passed and it's law. It's signed by DeSantis, yep. right? Okay. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, the the. The the real kicker is that he traveled to Israel to do it, so to sign <laughs> the bill. He signed it, okay. In Israel, um, this is the second time he's done it. Yeah, like so. I I don't I don't I don't understand how people you you wouldn't consider that to be like a what is it? It wouldn't be would you, what what do you call it? Whenever people just travel to a different country to sign a bill pertaining to a people potentially a people of said country. Like specifically for that. Well, um, the I don't know that much about the bill, so I'm leaning on you to inform me. What I have well, seen it, people saying on Twitter is that the bill is not necessarily it's not specific to protecting Jewish people or something, but it was signed. Is is there language in the bill that yes, gives special treatment to people? Yes, because because even in the even in the bill itself it is listed that you can't even say things like uh the the Jewish and the Jews involvement of killing Jesus in the Bible. What? It has spe- specific things you can't Well, I guess yep. okay, so when when you say can't say because here's the other thing I've heard people pushing back on is is that this is not about saying things, this is about uh flyering leafleting private property. Well, remember that well, again this is talking about speech, so flyering and leafleting would be under speech. So if you're not able to reference things of a biblical nature in yeah. in a sense, because you read the Gospel of John, uh, you went over it with uh, your buddy, so yeah. you would you knew the contention that Jesus had with uh, the Pharisees at the time. Mm-hmm. So if somebody uh, brought that up, 
in terms of a biblical context and like made a flyer out of it, that would technically be illegal in Florida. Yeah, well, I, I guess my question is, is it is the crime if they come onto my property and affix it to my home? No, it can't. Is, no, it's not even a crime. It's, it's, it's including public buildings, too. They weren't okay, doing so this to private so domiciles. They were doing so that, this to public spaces. That would certainly be a problem. You know, obviously, I don't know that somebody has a right to come post a message on my home. Yeah. I don't have a problem with restricting that. But if we're saying More, you can't stand if you can't stand out in public and distribute material, then that's and a remember, big problem, they, obviously. I mentioned it to you the last time that they were expanding uh, the quote unquote graffiti as well to the lasers. That right. they were yeah, using. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so uh, suddenly you can't even use lasers to do a message or do a protest or anything mm-hmm. like that just because of, of the message. This guy, this thing, this stuff was happening within like a, what happened like what, a few times? Uh, and it's like a couple of big, big instances of it getting some traction on social media. And you have Ron DeSantis, Johnny on the spot. With his uh, with his little uh, representative, his Jewish representative uh, buddy, you know, saying that I guarantee that it's going to pass. Are yeah. you kidding me? And now you have uh, what, what? How is that help? How is that helpful for most of his constituents? It's not. He's pandering. Well, I know, but the, the thing is that thing that that directly attacks the first attacks the First Amendment. What's the name of the law? Do you know what it was? Bill is I, I remember what the bill was called. I'm trying to yeah. remember. It was it was House Bill Six something. Let's see if I can and find I, it. It was. Um, it's, it's, it's gotta it just be passed. recent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, right. just, and well, the thing is, he also signed uh, the thing that came to like Chinese uh, business owning whatever. Like you can't. Uh, they're targeting like Chinese uh, like uh, stakeholding in Florida on in, like in, in inside of Florida. Mm-hmm. The thing is, that's also kind of still dovetailed to this issue we have with him going to Israel to signing a bill, consider the fact that China, Iran, and Russia are kind of a, are kind of forming a power block right now, and Iran and Israel aren't exactly friendly with each other. So yeah. maybe his donors also kind of influenced him to say, you know, bring up the rhetoric against China, which I don't, I don't disagree that we should be blocking foreign uh, influence or foreign involvement. It basically like, foreign entities to to in stakes inside of our own country but the thing is he just did it to china not as a blanket ban no foreign entity can be owning x in florida so here it's hard for me to find all the specifics because a lot of the news coverage i'm seeing oh, is just using H, it was house bill 269 or something like that i've got like generic news articles about it that say things like it's now going to be a crime to intimidate people based on their religion but of course that's very generic what does that mean well right. um, you know what it was meant for it says so flgov.com it says to governor ron DeSantis signs legislation in israel further combating and am anti-semitism mm-hmm and I have it right here. I can I can DM it to you. If it you does. Want. It does. Uh, this particular coverage from local Fox in Tampa. It does mention pamphlets with anti-Semitic messaging have been tossed into yards in the Tampa Bay area. So that's that's a pretty interesting sort of edge case. It's like, well, that's t- technically they they followed the law on that one. They did the weighting of it. It, it yeah. wasn't just it. It was the whole, like, they were trying to get him for littering, and the yeah. Florida has very specific rules for flyering and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, you have to weight it down with, uh, I think they used, like, uh, with the corn or something, and they were just passing on the flyers, but most of it was done uh, by law. Like, it was, they couldn't, it, was, it wasn't illegal. And they do mention here, like you said, projected onto buildings, spray painted or projected. So we're talking about, yep. like, some kind of light Lasers. or, yeah, some kind of, uh, like, a slideshow or something. 
Um, interesting. Yeah, uh, so, so to view the uh, the I I linked I sent it to you in DA. So to view the uh, this, in Ron DeSantis, DeSantis says in 2019 I had the opportunity here in Israel to sign into law groundbreaking legislation to root out anti-Semitism from our public education system, establishing Florida as a leader in protecting religious liberty. Said Governor Ron DeSantis. Four years later, the threats faced by religions of all faiths have have evolved. But how does that affect religious religions of all faiths if this is just him specifically going to Israel to sign the bill? That's the right. funny thing. Through this legislation, we are ensuring that perpetra- perpetrators who commit acts of anti-Semitism and target religious groups or individuals will be punished. But again, they weren't tar. This isn't about other religious individuals. This is specifically him going all the way to Israel to go against quote unquote anti-Semitism. Yeah, it is pretty interesting because it, it looks, I mean, they're, they're phrasing this as all generic religion and generic faith, but clearly it is framed in one particular context. I mean, that seems inarguable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said, and they, and uh, you get, you get a, a lot of like a ball fanning of like, yeah, this is supposed to protect all religious faith, but we all know who this was meant for. Cause in the fact they're specifically targeting the methods, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, Blame uh, the Goyam Defense League guys did of the, of the flyers mm-hmm. and the uh, lasering. They mm-hmm. they specifically aimed, like uh, targeted those two methods they were using, and they were fought, they were doing it completely legally. Uh, in this bill, uh, uh, House Bill two sixty nine. Well, not anymore. We're cracking down on the slideshows. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I have to I have to pull it back up, but it, I do remember seeing language in the bill itself talking about you cannot be disseminating information information about things that were found in the bible that means technically you are being uh you uh if you're a christian and you talk about these things that means you're being anti-semitic right all right so yeah thanks for the info did you have a a closing thought on it before we let you go i uh i say end all foreign influence in uh government institutions and that doesn't just include china all right well thanks for the call man i appreciate the information on this as well all right, no problem, guys. Have a good nice. night. Okay. Okay, a couple minutes before the top of the hour, but let's try one more beforehand. Raggle Fraggle, you're good to go if you're ready. Hello? Mr. Raggle Fraggle. I see him lighting up, but I can't hear anything. Can you? Mm-mm. Hey. Oh, there can we you go. hear me? Yeah, now I can. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm going to turn off the stream. Come on. There we go. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, so been a while since I've been on here. Uh, I don't know. Um, trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about. Uh, you want to talk about a controversial biblical topic? Sure. sure. Mary Magdalene. What are your What's your take on it? Uh, well, I know Matt's probably not going to have anything to say, but yeah, I'm going to have to punt. What about you, Bond? Yeah. I think it's a tale about women restoring their purity after promiscuity, right? Not that people should be able to re-virginize or anything like that. The only thing I know about her from biblical scripture that I can recall is that she was a follower of Jesus Christ and she had seven demons driven out of her and she was the first person to see Jesus after he was resurrected. Um and outside of that, the only references I have, I've been watching some movies that were based or were surrounding her. Uh, one was on Amazon Prime called Mary Magdalene. I thought it was a really good movie, but they, it's just, you know, it's Hollywood. They do things different. They kind of take things out of context or kind of take liberties with the story. And then 
I was well, watching. I think it was, it's also about Jesus speaking through sinners and revealing himself to sinners that are repentant. Right. But so from I've been watching The Chosen and I saw The Da Vinci Code and that's kind of the three aspects I've been seeing uh, personally from, from Hollywood. And one is she was just a devout follower. Another was that she was a sinner who needed to be saved. And the last was that she was Jesus's uh, wife, which was the, the, the Da Vinci Code, which I don't know how far you'd go down the rabbit hole with that blonde. What do you, what's your take on it? Uh, definitely not. Right. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And scripture doesn't really say anything about it as far as I'm aware. Hmm. All right. I, I just have nothing to contribute. I was I was double checking to make sure I didn't miss a ton of this in John. I remember discussing her a little bit in one or two of the lessons, but that's because she is really only referenced twice in John's gospel. Yeah. So right. not a lot of Mary Magdalene to work with. Yeah, I think it's more covered in Matthew and Mark. Okay. If I remember. Yeah. And it's well, and she's still not mentioned very often. Eventually, I guess I should read the gospel for which I am named. That would be uh, appropriate. But eventually, <laughs> yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've been watching The Chosen, and it's been it's an interesting story. But it, they take again, they kind of take liberties with it that are. It's more like the drama that kind of fills in between all the stories and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of just irks me a little bit. This like, uh, I don't know about all this, but I still think it's pretty much the most faithful representation i've seen for for the stories have you either of you seen it no Mm-mm. people have been telling me to watch it though you really should i think it's uh, really well done all right uh any closing thoughts before we let you go and uh how is your little girl still doing well uh she's doing all right we actually today we've been trying to get her off of uh off of the boob and in, onto formula. And yeah. today was the first day she actually finished a bottle, you know, all by herself. And well, she go. was really fussy about it. And uh, I don't know, she just was really cranky the whole time. And then we get back yeah. home and the, the, uh, what is it? The, the procedure we've been trying to hold to is that at night we'll give it to her before she goes, we'll give her the boob before she goes to bed. Oh. And it's like, we give her that and she's back to her normal, joyful self. And it's not at all the same as when she has formula. Hmm. I mean, do you guys have this uh, similar experience with y'all's kids? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I just uh, weaned Emmeline like four months ago and she's almost three. And I thought hmm. she was going to freak out, but uh, she ended up being like, okay, fine. She still tries to nurse them. Ours was pretty easy, but of course that's a question better fielded by my wife because you know she is a better gauge of what was easy and what was not. But yeah, he he basically just quit on his own, and he was around I don't know six months, seven months, something like that. he just it was kind of a natural thing. He just sort of was like, no, nah, I'm done with that. I'm moving on, and yeah. so that's kind of how that went. It wasn't we didn't really have to try to like force him to do anything, to be honest. Right. No. <clears throat> My little girl's responding the exact opposite. Like she is emotionally attached to it. Mm-hmm. If she yeah. doesn't get it, she's having a bad day. That's okay. That's what it seems like. All That's right. Okay. Well, Godspeed. Yeah. All the best to you and your family. 
Thanks. Uh, you Thanks, guys so. have a good night. You as well. You too. Okay, let's catch up with a few more chats, so we'll get right back to the calls. Uh, JD1492 says, is there a link between having a self-deprecating, laid-back sense of humor and a self-defeating beta mindset? How do you find, uh, how do you find or strike a balance with assertiveness versus being passive? Well, is there a what between them? A link, or, oh, sorry, a line. I read it as a link. Oh, okay. It should be a um, line. Like, how, I think it's good to, to, I, th- I think self-deprecation is a sign of introspection, and I think that's generally yeah. good. Right. But I guess to the chatter's point, if if you actually believe the self-deprecation to the point that you're doubting yourself and you have low self-esteem and therefore yeah. are not assertive, that would be a negative consequence, of course. What is the line, though? I don't know how would you... I guess the line is that one should not be a consequence of another, that you should be aware of your your flaws or shortcomings as a man, but that should not stop you from taking every opportunity you have to take control of your own life, to that's true. Uh, to and, find leadership positions, all that. Yeah. And I don't really think that either of these are like pathological traits, right? You just can't let either of them be a hindrance to your progress as a person or your success. Yeah. I mean, so much... Don't get me wrong. There's a lot about you, and I mean the generic you out there, that is um, biologically, genetically determined. That that's true. But there's, I think there's so much more about us that that certainly there's probably a range in which we operate. Like there's a strongest version of me and a weakest version of me. There's a smartest version of me and a dumbest version of me. But the amount of control that we exercise within those ranges, I think, yeah. is pretty broad. I mean, I used to be a person. Who, um, I mean, the show used to be called Beauty and the Beta, right? And that was like a self-deprecating thing. But there, 10 years ago, who I was, there's some truth to that, that I mm-hmm. was submissive to women. that, And it's because I thought that was like the morally good thing to be in all of this. And I just, right, I right. was, I would shy away from leadership roles in a way that I don't now. Not that I'm taking every leadership role I have an opportunity to, but... I'm more, I'm more of an assertive man today than I was 10 years ago. And that a lot of, that's true. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're, you're breaking up. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, A lot of that, uh, maybe some of that is like a a biological change in me as I've become older as a man. But a lot of that is conscious decisions that I've made several of them with your advice, you know, in the last, Mm -hmm. since 2016, like be tougher about this, be stronger about this tell other people how it is and go from there. Those are all active decisions I made, not like things that just happened to me. Yeah. And that's, it's a lot of like acting against instincts, but um, I don't think that people should try to change who they are. Like I see a lot of people that are like, Oh, you can change yourself from a beta male into an alpha male. If you just fuck chicks all the time. It's like at the end of the day, you're just going to be a broken beta male. So like accept things about yourself, but try to work against the things that aren't, aren't helping you, right? Everybody should do that. Yeah. I, I think the best confidence is built on self-awareness anyway. Oh, yeah. In general, you're going to have strengths and you're going to have weaknesses. That's true of everybody. The worst kind of confidence is the kind that seems delusional where it's like mm-hmm. you clearly have an inflated sense of self that is undeserved. Right. Uh, confidence must be tempered by a certain self-awareness. That's what makes confidence attractive is when it's believable. non-credible confidence is not attractive to anybody. And I mean that like in a romantic sense or just in like a business partner sense or anything. So 
I guess I really haven't answered the question. What is the line? Um, be self-aware and be confident. Do both of those things and everything else is secondary. That's what I'm going with. Yep, totally. Unless you really suck and then if you're self-aware, just you might as well quit if you suck. Yeah. Bad. I gotta stop sucking is the answer. Uh, um, we're good on Rumble. So let's hop over to... Uh, oh, there we do have some on uh, Odyssey. <laughs> What? First, I'll get to Steve, just Steve. The argument that should be made um, is one for a universal sign language, not universal time. Sign language is different. Um, or sign language in different languages is much dumber than time zones. As in, should we have some form of universal global communication system? Mm. I guess I could see the utility in that, but I also wouldn't want it. To, I wouldn't want it to come at the expense of language is such a piece of culture. They're really inextricably linked and i wouldn't want to delete that because to delete people's language is to delete the culture that they have exactly so and and i understand he's not saying that he's just saying that if we had like a backup where everyone kind of knows this basic communication like morse code i kind of hate that i don't really know why uh but the reason i was laughing is uh mike hawk 420 blazon he uh his message was just the n-word like 50 times and it's uncensored <laughs> the n-word you know what the n-word uh, is Actually, Williams, are you, oh, are it's, it's only more like a dozen and he says join us on odyssey where you can type the uncensored n-word thank you mike hawk greg williams i think you missed what i was saying last week i wasn't telling you to abandon your morals regarding abortion i'm just telling you to leave government out of that fight as soon as you ask ah. government to enforce your morality you become the left i don't remember what this was about. Well, he was saying that the right has has taken was up too a hard of a, a no. He chatted and he was saying that he took that he thinks the right has taken up too hard of a stance on abortion. And, right. and our response okay, was, remember, yeah. you know, I think we had uh, an opposition response uh, mm-hmm. to put it in simple terms. Well, here here's my pushback on that though that that there are moral truths, if not the enforcement of certain moral truths. What is the purpose of government. I mean, the reason that the purpose of government is to defend your rights is because there's moral truth behind your rights. And I wouldn't make this argument about murder, say, um, that really we shouldn't be having the murder battle. That's not a valid exercise of government. Well, what is? And I think Mm -hmm. that if government's sole sole valid purpose is to defend the rights of the individual, chief among them, the right to life, that, that government does have a role in protecting that unborn life now as i said last time i'll i'll meet you on um decentralizing that decision because it's not just an evaluation of the morality behind it but what sort of punishment the breach of that morality brings like who should we punish should we punish just the abortion provider should we punish the woman for making that decision should we yeah there's all kinds of decisions that have to be made about how to handle that i would oppose the federal government handling the handling those for all of those reasons but yeah. i just yeah greg I, I don't um the premise i have to push back on because i think that there are moral truths that absolutely are the business of government to enforce and seek justice on i agree all right uh which are a few more um tucker carlson yes we should talk about that Thank God for Fox. Now people will actually believe me when I BS them about how I'm not part of the whole system. I think this gave him major credibility. Yeah, major we, credibility. we haven't even talked about that news. Now he's going to do a version of his show on Twitter, which. Let's see how many. This has um, 83 million views. His most Twitter. recent video post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've had my criticisms of Elon Musk and my worries about how Twitter may or may not improve. I see this as nothing but a positive, though. Uh, I got to give credit where do Elon Musk is saying I had nothing to do with this. It's just Tucker saying he wants to be here. I didn't like 
pay him yeah. to come here or something. But I, I'm, I'm thrilled to see him do that, even if temporary. Versus like I'm going it's to fantastic. Newsmax or I'm going to you know yeah. some other cable channel. If we can just really um, build up these, is Twitter an alternative platform at this point? I don't know. Maybe kind of. It's like half in, half out. But um, but if we can just sever the control of like cable companies and all, I think that's great. So yep, I'm agree, I'm happy yeah. with this news. This is the end of the mainstream media. I know I've said that before, so maybe I'm wrong. On the 19th Amendment, Blanche is jealous of fucked way more men than she ever could dream about. Wow. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> um, Greg Williams, would you guys be willing to read and review a short 20-page ebook from Amazon shows from scripture that sex before marriage is actually not a sin? I'd love to see your reaction to it, both of you. I am so tight on time. Like, I don't think I can do one more thing. I, I can't commit to like a formal review, but if you have text available, I'm happy to to take a look at it. And if I have time, I might be able to send you some thoughts by email or something like that. Um, obviously, Greg, you know, as I've been talking about right now is a really bad time for me, just like the next month or so. Um, yeah. So highly unlikely I could do it then. But as ooh, things ooh, settle ooh. down later into the summer, perhaps. I accidentally just archived this. We should... um circle back on these or we're going to cut into calls all right yeah we'll, we'll come back to them uh we'll come back to your calls at the uh end of the show thank you guys and we'll get back to the uh callers until the bottom of the hour um i'll have to just circle back with you okay um mighty sebastian are you there hello hello can you hear me yes yeah. sir what's on your mind hello i was just uh talking to dangerous faces about um my uh, my twitter discourse there were a few things i wanted to talk about um well, the first thing I wanted to talk about was your uh, Titanic review. Uh, I'm, Who's uh, you, me or Blonde? Both of you, both of you. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. really surprised. I thought you guys would be flipped in the way you, you rated it. I really? thought Matt would hate it, yeah. and I thought Blonde would love it. What, did it, you think I was some kind of idiot? <laughs> no. no, I don't know. I just, I, I thought, I thought Matt would um, dissect it a lot more than it's is necessary hmm. like i was prepared for that like the door discourse and i'm so happy you didn't do that because hmm. that 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 stuff like with that movie in particular like pisses me off because it just it's adding logic to a situation that does not have any because it like, didn't seem crazy illogical to me but what are the yeah what, when people try to pick it apart from that perspective what do they say well like oh well they just need to scoot over you know they, they completely ignore the fact that they're like in Sub sub freezing water, and they're literally going through hypothermia. <laughs> oh, isn't like Jack yeah, should have just be... got on that piece of wood kind of thing? Yeah, yeah they should or have the just door kept trying. Was. I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They should just kept trying. And I'm like, you, you, you literally become delusional. Like you go you go crazy when you go when you freeze to death. Do we at so, least like, do we at least agree that Old Rose sucks? Because that's the number one. Thing no, I hate see, that's the other. You thing. like I, Old I like Rose? Her. What the? Yeah, f- okay, so right. the two reasons. That I I, I uh, had problems with that. The one was the whole like diamond thing. Mm-hmm. She that's not her diamond. She couldn't sell that. The only place she'd be able to sell that is an auction house where she would be able to get its full market value. But she because she was not married to Cal, she was only engaged. There's no way that that wouldn't end up in a massive legal battle with his heirs because it's such a iconic diamond. I Dude, guess but- still like let her family figure it out. Somebody deserves that, that wealth, just- you old bitch. <laughs> maybe they'd I mean, reach yeah, an agreement I, where you split yeah, it because it's sort thing, of unclear yeah. if you gave it to her or not you know that's that's probably true i mean that's probably something that happened but like in my limited experience dealing with family 
wealth issues that almost never happens like people get really greedy and they want what they want they want like all of it they most people are not but that's rational still, enough that's it was stolen it should go to his heirs yeah i guess that's oh, yeah, no, she's, right. she's, she's exactly she's morally wrong so she's a thief problem. and she should uh bring that she should turn herself in and go to jail is what she should, she should do. for the rest <laughs> but, of her short life yeah yeah but so that's one thing also like it's it's that's like a symbolic thing right like yeah. she's it's, it's, it's the symbolism is she's rejecting the materialist world that she threw that she yeah, thanks grandma left. and that's why i like that because i think <laughs> you know i like i'm a materialist i won't pretend like i i wouldn't enjoy living that kind of life that she did like that scene where she's in the she's right before she kills herself or yeah. she try, attempts to kill herself where she's like oh i saw my whole life as i already like i was like okay well that sounds like a great life to me but <laughs> but i'll push back but, um, on that even insofar as like um I would say that I'm a materialist in so far as it serves the greater purpose of my family. Like, yes, I would like to make money. Yes. I would like to have a, you know, have a nice house, have nice things, not just for their own sake though. Not so I can drive around in fast cars and enjoy my day. It's so that I have something to leave my family with. And so that they will have a high quality of life. And that's my dispute with Rose is like, she could have done that for her family. mm, And it's not that she doesn't get fast cars. It's that she's screwing her family over. Yep, I will totally. say that it was pretty obvious that they were upper middle class. Like, what kind of poor people do pottery? I <laughs> like, I get that, but it's like, like in the same way, my family's copy. not impoverished. Like, we're not in living in a cardboard shack. I'm still going to do everything I can to make sure that my kids have the highest possible quality of life that I can achieve. That's you know, that's fair. But um, that was my thing. I was thinking, I was like, oh, this would immediately go into a court battle. She would never see that money. Like, yeah. It would just Fine, all fall apart. Whatever. I'll allow it, but um, I'm not convinced that old Rose doesn't suck. Oh, and the other thing was the photos. Yeah. Like the reason that was just a creative choice. So, like, there's no way that this woman doesn't have a bunch of photos with her family. But because we never met them, obviously James Cameron was like, "Who the fuck? Who who wants to see a bunch of photos of of her and her fucking family? No one cares about yeah. that. We only care about her." So that's what that is to me. Would you at least agree choice. that it comes off as silly? Like it's just a it's a silly display. It seems no, weird. I think it, it I think given the because all of the photos that are there yeah. are things that they agreed they would do when they went to back to the United States. So like uh, that's what that's meant to be, right? It's supposed to be romantic that she did it herself in memory of him. Um and also you're, like, you're putting up the best defense I could old. imagine. She's seventeen years that. old. So like you know, I don't really trust seventeen-year-olds to really do anything, especially not make rational, romantic decisions. Yeah. So that's just my that's just my defense of that. Um, she had I'm, like I'm, eighty years to develop rationality, and she <laughs> failed. <laughs> well, she got that? married. She, she had kids. She got married. She had kids. She did like she ba- she even, really had it all. Oh, yeah, but well, again, then we come back to my prior points that she's not <laughs> serving that family which abandoned. is her primary thing to do her anyway. mom deserved to be abandoned i used to think that i thought about that too blonde where it's like wow i don't think i would have been able to abandon my mom but her mom was a complete bitch why so you know like she didn't want her daughter be- to be exposed to um the social situation that they were in that's fair but maybe she should have tried to get married as the well, mother? Why, did, why is it her, just her daughter that has to go get married because her daughter no has high sexual of- market value oh no you're right there's no question, but there's no, there's, there are plenty of older men with money 
who would have Dude, who would have married her? You got to take one for um, the team here. All right. No, you're right. You're right. But that's I, I didn't want to make this whole call about that. So that's just my little. Well, no, no, no we, I'm sorry. You we gotta, wrap it up. Buddy. We got to leave it there. If you, but I, I that's fine. unless that's I'll, fair. how about this? Um, I'll give you a, a close. Whatever the second topic you want to talk about, I'll just give you a minute or so to discuss that if you'd like, and we can move on. Or you can talk Titanic. Take whatever your pick is. Okay. Well, I'm done with I'm done with Titanic because okay. it, it will just it'll just consume me. It's my favorite movie. But anyway, um, I really just, my main thing is why is the right so full of retards? Like, can yeah. anyone explain this to me? Like, um, I, every day I go around and I'm like, people deserve to lose. Like you're so fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah okay. That's I can all. See that. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> that that's, that's my, uh, that's my, can anyone answer this? Do you, do either of you have a, Get out of here. I was, I thought the call was over now. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think the people that are attracted to, to either extreme uh, are often doing it for attention. However, what we would categorize okay. as extreme now, like dissident right, I think is just like a standard rational worldview. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not talking about like us. I'm talking about like, I don't know, neocons? like the conspiracy people, the neocons, the conspiracy people, um, and then certain niche factions. They're mostly mm -hmm. online. Um, it's because boomers won't die, and that's a whole oh, thing. Yeah, they. Except for my mom, well, love you, least... mom. <laughs> You're the one good one. I mean, one. they have their. I have. <laughs> at least they're abandoning Fox News. That's a that's a good thing. Yeah, people um, are really pissed about this Tucker thing. So. Well, now Fox but thinks they're going like... to rebuild, but it's like with who? Um, because Jesse Waters. Yeah. Like, what? Whatever. Your that whole audience is going to die off. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're is he whole... the black guy that looks like he's a white guy but in blackface? I no, Jesse Waters is in black. What? <laughs> no, not Jesse Waters. The guy what that replaced Tucker with. Oh, for temporarily. They did it for a week. What's his name? Oh, I for, okay. I forgot. I thought he he was they a... were doing that more long term. No, he was a temporary Black guest. people on Fox News. There's this one guy who doesn't look black. He just looks like a white guy that has black makeup on. Got it. I don't know what his name is. I'll find out. This All is right. important. Thank you, Sebastian. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Have a great uh, night, my guys. heart will go on. Okay. Have a good night. See ya. Egrin <laughs> uh, is up next. Egrin, are you there? Yes. Uh, breaking news: Jason's Gold Striker has been stripped from uh, payment processing stripes. Who? Uh, who is that? I don't know who that is. Jason Skull Striker is the host of the Fish Tank. Okay. What? Ten thousand dollars. Actually, it's now up to thirty k now. I don't know what's going on. Do you know okay. what's going on? No, I, I don't. But uh, so Jason, uh, Joel, uh, Jason Goldstriker, also known as Sam Hyde. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Now, now you understand. Yeah. Uh, he has his own little. Re imagine Big Brother, but twenty four seven and uh, text to speech and lucrates you can send to your contestants. To your favorite contestants. Uh, okay. Right now, they're working on the Stripe situation on the payment processing. Yeah. There's already been tweeted out on it um, as of today of 2 p.m., 2.30 p.m. Well, oh. why? they Stripe won't work with him. Did they say why? Uh, they did not uh, explicitly said as to why, but I'm sure that he is calling, and he's already tweeted about that and trying to get some information on that right now. The they, fish tank. I was watching that the other day on Twitter. <laughs> I was trying to get some information on this, so I was searching around. 
How does he keep getting away with it? Just uh, four <laughs> days ago, checkyourfacts.com. Fact check. Image showing Atlanta shooter is actually man with weed whacker. A photo shared on Twitter that purportedly shows the subject of the recent Atlanta, Georgia shooter. Ale- the, the, the post alleges he is 42 year old Jason Goldstriker. You're exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, how does he. This, this is one of the best memes of the Internet. In, at, even if it's not like the most clever or hilarious on its own, the, its durability and its longevity yeah. that Sam Hyde is the shooter every time. And, and it always gets fact checked in this way. I can't just uh, remarkable durability for this thing. Oh, yeah. And I would say uh, Sam Hyde and Hassan Piker needs to actually fight. Like, wouldn't that be that, something? Uh, the fact that Hassan Piker has basically wimped out, like he hasn't, he has his opportunity to basically punch his alt-right fascism uh, person, and he pushes out on that. Uh, right there, it's like you have your opportunity, and it's like, I, and he knows that he, uh, he's a total. Basically, he admitted that he's a total grifter at that point. <laughs> like full on. Did they both actively fight or what? That I. So, uh, Sam Hyde, uh, this was after the documentary that iDubbbz tried to punk on Sam Hyde when it got reversed on to him, and, uh, iDubbbz, uh, was going, yeah, I wanted to be the puppet master! And then, so, iDubbbz made Cray Clash, and KSI and Keemstark, uh, invited Sam Hyde to fight in the match in London, and he uh basically sam hyde won his match and then called out hassan piker Zach, you know that hassan, uh, hassan piker yeah i remember that yeah, oh yeah. i just don't know the full context of the clip like how frequently either of them fight is this like a normal thing that they routinely do no i'm it, so he out of the loop uh, he was basically calling out for a fight and uh yeah. he did uh hassan did watch the video and live and he's refusing to uh, like put any notice on it. he's actually banned people uh that have been like 50 months to subscribers to his twitch channel it's like yep wow. you're you're done be, be gone well, I don't hassan is a hassan's a pretty big dude is he not i i guess i don't have a i would guess that it's hassan's bigger this. than than um sam hyde is or is he not uh both of them are i would say roughly at the same weight and okay. height and uh if if we can if they actually measured out like uh they should actually like here's your opportunity like let's do this they're like here's your here's your fascist fight him like but you <laughs> do punch a nazi go for it. it oh yeah yeah uh is it possible sam uh, hyde is america's greatest hero oh yeah and not only that i would say idub's response to the whole froggy fresh situation Honestly, he doubled down on it. I looked at his text that he kind of uh, quickly just put in the video and then put uh, pull out. And uh, Frogger Fish was like, hey, am I fighting? Yes or no? Answer my question. And he's like, uh, I need to think about this. Like, okay, think about it. Like, dude, just yes or no. Like, he wasn't giving hmm. straight answers. Okay. And... Uh, even though that, like, the whole thing that Froggy Fresh was wanting to uh, fight in the match, which he should have. It's like, if it <laughs> was all about charity, then do it for charity. 
and I, f- I feel like Diane Feinstein listening. <laughs> the, Me too. You're part like, of this, this YouTube on? fight culture. You're one of the kids, so I feel like I, I'm. I'm thinking, who did what now? That's uh, and who's doing the thing with the? <laughs> I better bring up Sam Hyde because he's the only person I know that's talking uh, that you're talking. About. I know the meme. I've seen that one. No, I, okay. Yeah. Well, you, you guys uh, wanted. Well, no. Talk, well, last week you wanted to talk about uh, it's Stephen not, Crowder. Whatnot it's and it's all nothing that, that you're doing wrong. I'm laughing. Yeah. I'm doing the self-deprecation that we were just discussing where I realize my age when I'm like the kids these days, I don't, they're watching all this stuff and I have no idea what it is. It's, it's, it happens quickly that you're just no longer cool. Yeah. But the least cool thing that you can do is, is keep trying to act cool. Accepting that you're old and lame. No, 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 no. Think of, think of it this way. Uh, there, this is better entertainment than most shows that are out there nowadays. Probably. Most shows out there are absolute shite. And, and it's like, why why even pay for more Marvel, more Star Trek, more Doctor Who, any of that bullshit? It's like, no, I got something better. This is more entertaining. Not only that, it's free. All right. Well, I'm going to have to check it out. This YouTube fight culture, I know nothing about. So I need to learn about it. Okay. Oh, yeah. I and know. Right. Jake that, Paul. Yeah. Uh, quick and, final uh, thought from um, you before we let you go. Yeah. And see, uh, even Ethan Klein uh, got Ugh. divorced. It, and that's I thought what? you were to say he was going to yeah. fight. I want to see Ethan the fight. Ethan Klein got divorced. Yeah, didn't uh, you didn't even hear about that? Yeah, I don't know anything about that either. <gasps> Is it because his wife had to go pick up groceries? Also, no. Uh, no. There's been suggestions that it, he got cucked real hard. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh, like he's not even allowed to like, even talk about her, even though that both of them are basically business partners uh, through and through. So it's like it's hard to even like have a proper situation at yeah. this point. They're so knitted together uh, by the foot uh, through business that this whole even the divorce it just it looks bad. So yeah. bad. They, they have a bunch of kids, right? Um. Anyways, and uh, start having actual kids and not fur babies because fur babies is your stepping ground to have actual kids. Fair enough. Oh, Thank right, you, man. Have Appreciate a week. It. Okay, we got but one more. Would you consider? Well, if hold a... on, hold on. Hey, Matt. Sorry, <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> joined the wrong room again. I meant sorry, Egrin. Have a good night. I meant to put I you, love you in all. Bye. the waiting Bye. room. Bye. Get... <laughs> have a good night. I every time I I do that, I accidentally join the like you know the discussion room on the server instead of dropping the caller in there, which is what I aim to do. My heart skips a beat because I'm I'm La! terrified. Whatever what you guys happen? are talking about, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I, and it's not like I'm a, I'm not afraid of what they're talking about. I'm afraid of putting. Obviously, people are having a conversation in there that they do not expect to be part of a live stream. What if we? Oh yeah. So sure. I just I my heart skips a beat because I'm worried about putting someone out there accidentally. <sighs> so my apology for the the bad click. Uh, we do have one more caller though, and then we'll get to the email questions. Joe or not? Uh, we'll give you a nice call tonight. Uh, yeah, sorry. You know, every maybe once a month, I actually I accidentally click the wrong thing and I join the waiting room myself, which I just did. Danger spaces is yelling at you to right click and use move to option instead. Maybe. Um. Oh, as in for the caller, I didn't even know that you could do that. Speaking of how, <laughs> wait, how do you? There's no move to for you. I can't move you. Let me see. What? I'm invincible. That's why. Yeah, it's not. It's not letting me do that. They but. are not divorced. <laughs> this is fake. 
Oh, he Fake was news. wrong about the the. I already forgot his name. What the hell is his, Ethan Klein divorce? Yeah, this is not true. Anyway, what's on your mind, sir? You think there's any technology that's only evil? That's only hmm. evil. Yeah. Like there's all, no good uh, use for it. Oh, no good. Uh, probably I, not. I think there are some that if I were to pick this, the ones that I think are closest, I, I have the most reservations about AI currently. Yeah, but only yeah. bad. Yeah, I'm saying as close to only bad as possible. Um, Maybe. What about like human cloning? Yeah, that's probably okay, is yeah, that a technology yeah. that's a really or a, good, yeah, a practice? Yeah. That would like, be a technology. Like abortion absolutely. is a practice, not really a technology, right? You need the technology to do it, though. I so. guess. Um, those are my two initial reactions. I don't know that they're universally. Well, maybe cloning is universally evil. Yeah. Or what? What's the what's the positive for it? What's the I guess we could clone people to harvest their, their organs and <laughs> serve the real people. That sounds positive. pretty evil to me. I guess my problem yeah. with both AI and cloning is it's it's meddling with what it means to create life in yes. a fundamentally ungodly way. And by that, I mean, like, if it's it's beyond, say, even like uh, test tube babies where you're still combining the sperm and the egg. If you're cloning people as far as I understand, you've removed even that component. You, I don't even know how they do it. What do they do to clone people? What, what's the method? I, I have no idea. I, what, I what, guess is it possible? They, they cloned a sheep, right? Can they clone people? They did. They will so, be able to. I mean, they cloned a sheep. You can, if I remember correctly, you can inject the DNA of someone into like an egg. Okay, so that would be like a fundamentally different way of creating like, life beyond the natural order of the world, which is my worry about AI, too, that you are you're not creating human life per se, but you're creating some replica of it in an unnatural way. I hate all of this. Yeah. Those are my disputes with those technologies, like meddling with what it means to make life in, in the natural order of the world. Yeah. So, do you have uh, universally evil technologies? I was considering nukes hmm. because yeah, if okay. the nuke That's doesn't exist, it, it defeats the point of nukes to begin with because the nuke is just a, a defense yeah. mechanism for nations. Yeah, you're right. Because right, my initial uh, reflex was, what if someone nukes us, though? We got to have <laughs> nukes for that. Yeah. Yeah, right. Or we got to have the nukes to stop them from nuking us. Yeah. That's interesting. What about CRISPR? Yeah, that's, that's uh, one of the fancy technologies used to, like, that's extra fancy. It's gene remember. editing. You can actually but... inject a specific line of code into DNA. I think that's all that. So you can yeah. selectively modify things. In theory, you could design your own baby. Ugh. Yeah, I have problems with that. Um, I would say the yeah. only, uh, the good you could argue is selecting against diseases or genetic defects or something like that. But when it's purely aesthetic choices, that's, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that's not a, I think there are moral problems with that. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the, uh, thought provoking ideas as always. Mm hmm. And, uh, we'll catch you next Have time. Have a good night. Thanks for not even saying the N word. Have a good night. <laughs>
<laughs> he set off the air horn. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm getting him out of here before I get in trouble for it. Uh, nobody gets a soundboard on this show but me. Let's be very clear. Not Damn even, it. Not even Blonde gets a soundboard, okay? I don't. I truly don't have access to it. All right. He plays sounders over me all the time. Uh, that's true. I'll do it right now. You won't even know. He shouldn't die. Okay. Was uh, it the shut up, silly woman one? No, I just oh. clicked one at random, which happened to be the eat shit and die guy. Oh, Lord. Uh, haven't forgot about him. Hope I run into him around town. <laughs> Maybe he would fight me. Speaking of, like you're supposed to challenge people to fight. That's the big thing. I don't want to um, pick a fight that I can't finish. So maybe I should fight the eat shit and die guy because he picked the fight with me. <laughs> I think I could win that one. I'm not confident. Yeah, he's really my... old. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I might be. I might have capabilities beyond that, but I want to start. With something to build my fighting confidence. And the uh, eat shit and die Santa Claus would be a good starting point. I didn't pick him out. He picked me out, man. This is fair. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll, we'll take your email questions. Thanks to our callers this evening. Email questions we'll get into. As a reminder, if you'd like to send an email question, the way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. Uh Philip says, should the Libertarian Party pursue a platform that encourages a certain kind of lifestyle like homesteading, homeschooling, strong, uh, small communities, etc., which could likely result in more Libertarian voters? That's that's an interesting yes. idea. It, it yes, doesn't they should. It doesn't even necessarily have to apply to the party. It's like, should any political party start by promoting a, a lifestyle that would probably lead people to think the way that that party thinks? Mm hmm interesting yeah. strategy rather than like persuade you here's a reasoned argument as to why you should adopt our policy position instead you should uh you should live this lifestyle and the policy position will come naturally as a consequence oh i was reading this as like we should do whatever we can to prevent more libertarian voters <laughs> oh <laughs> wait no he's saying you should do that well he's saying should the party do this which would create more I just read this like because I think libertarians are such a joke. I just read this as like, should they do this thing? And then ultimately there are going to be more of them. And I, <laughs> I guess they should do it anyway. OK. Um, yeah, well, I, I guess I could agree with this insofar as it's not just the libertarian party. I wish uh, political parties in general would get back to first principles. A lot of first principles most closely apply to how you live your life on a daily basis. Right. right so right, I, right. I actually like that as a political strategy in general. Not just for the Libertarian Party, but for anybody. So, yes, is my answer. Uh, okay, fine. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, okay. Joe Atkins says, Mrs. Blonde, you've spoken before about how it's impossible to recreate one's first love. Having only just recovered from the loss of my first sweetheart, does this mean that the gap she filled will always be left open? Does courting a new woman doom her to be second best? Okay, I didn't mean that, like, you never get over it. But um, I was talking to my friends about this the other day because they say that they all routinely have dreams about the first person that they were in love with. It mm. does something to your brain. It's like being on cocaine or something like that. I mean, it's not like there's a void left in, in you forever. It's just before you've ever been hurt and you don't know what the stakes of love are, you love differently. There's like a, a purity to that kind of love, not knowing what it could cost you and how and how much it could hurt um and then in that way you can never recreate it because you're you're always guarded you're always like a little guarded you know yeah 
but then you get older and you get married and you realize that your first love wasn't really a love. It was more like, um, like a teenage hormonal explosion and you really had nothing in common. With it was when person. you were hanging out at that party saying you should bleep me or you're a bleep. I know. It's yeah. like, you look, you look back on your first relationship and you're like, wow, if I would have married that person, it would have ruined my life. And then, you know, my husband and I have been together for what, seven years or something. It's awesome being in this part of a marriage where it's like comfortable and it's, you know, this new and exciting thing. Can you imagine if you're married, if your marriage is super exciting, it is not good for you. It's just not. I mean, of course, you have to find ways to create the excitement and, you know, you try to design your dates or you try to do something fun. You try to install, you try to create a little spice. But there is no question to your point that I prefer the reliability and stability of what I have today over the, I wouldn't call it chaos, but like the the kind of youthful hopefulness that you have with some new relationship when you're oh, young. Oh, God youthful exuberance is there I'm, anything more annoying i'm thankful for what i have today and i'm not constantly hoping for something better tomorrow if that makes sense that's not to say that i don't look forward to tomorrow with my wife i do we're going to build great things together yeah but i'm much more comfortable enjoying today and enjoying that stability than thinking about well i'll put up with like i don't know all kinds of nonsense a b and c because tomorrow's going to be great once we're finally together for real or whatever um, yeah, but I was still that guy, guy you know? last week that, um, he was married and the chick was married and then he stepped out on his marriage with his high school sweetheart and they, they banged each other. And now it's like his life is going to be in shame. He fucked yeah. up his whole life. I wonder what that decision will be. Maybe we'll get a report back, but, uh, but to chase like a, an old flame to try to get that feeling back of you back of youthful exuberance yeah like the best way to get through life is just with radical acceptance that certain parts of your life are over and then it helps you to move on and that's and other things excite um, you yeah i i I would agree in general obviously it's not like a settled thing though you know and i'm not saying you're saying that i'm just saying someone might interpret it that way it's an understanding that the joys you feel as say a middle-aged dad which is the the period of life that i'm entering they're going to be different than the joys I felt as an 18 year old young man. But that doesn't. Yeah, and that's sad, but you also have to get over it. And they're, yeah. they're deeper joys. Like would I trade the feeling I had when I was going out when I was like 16 with the feeling I had when I gave birth to my daughter, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you, you just grow well, and, and you change. I, I, it's been such a joy to learn the joy that children are, you know, um, I don't, thankfully at this point in my life, I don't have a lot of major stresses, you know, I'm going through trying to put our family in a good position, but I'm not dealing with like dying parents or some major family tragedy Mm -hmm. or some sadness, but I'm, I'm just annoyed enough by certain BS that I have to manage on a day to day to try to see this through. And so when I'm in kind of a stressed or annoyed mindset, you know, I see my son do some, he does such stupid, silly things that I can't even explain to you or the audience how yeah. or why they're funny because it would take me 10 minutes to explain why they're funny. <laughs> but it, you, it's like you can't no matter what state you're in, you can't see that sort of behavior and just instantly feel better or feel like, OK, yeah, that's annoying. But this is far more important. Um, I think. <laughs> One of the greatest pieces of propaganda, I feel like, for our generation, it's not just feminism and like getting women to betray their own instincts and their own value. 
but it's conditioning all of us to believe that that kids are like some kind of uh ball burden. and chain burden yeah. yeah um totally my i would say my only regret is not taking it more seriously earlier uh, Me that's too. that's my yeah, only regret totally. i will say that my life has turned out more exciting and more fulfilling and more fantastical than I ever imagined, even when I was like a teenager. Yeah. And it's because of what you have now in the form of a family. And, and once you, it's also because of this YouTube channel. It's really uh, yeah. exciting. <laughs> but when you, when you have that stability, you have, you have the stability of your spouse and the future of your child. Yeah. I mean, everything else is secondary. It's like, okay, if this, yeah, if this house so I'm trying to chase. Yeah, and you're always looking forward yeah. to. Yeah. If this house I'm trying to chase falls through, like, yeah, that'll bug me. But, okay, we'll figure something else out. Or if that, whatever move we're trying to make with our lives, um, all of those things that seem stressful without your your family and your child suddenly become just less important. Like, you're still going to try to do them, but it's not the end of the world if you don't achieve them because you have what's That's important totally at true. home. Ugh, I'm so lucky that I have my husband. Well, assuming he solved the cooking situation, who knows? Yeah, but I don't want my husband husband to learn how to cook. And it's just like one no, thing he can do. I'm saying he me. he might have been he might be dead in the oven right now. It might have been a complete disaster. <laughs> He's like, you told me to crawl into the <laughs> oven, right? <laughs> All right, Troy. Uh, Troy, Troy says uh, the slippery slope fallacy seems less like a fallacy as progressives constantly rewrite rules like pigs in animal farm for example we've gone from safe legal and rare to anywhere anytime and blackwashing doesn't really matter because it's fictional characters to we will cast black women as historical figures like Anne uh Anne boy uh, Bo- Boleyn oh Anne Boleyn uh I don't who is that I should know that reference I don't know who she that was is. um Henry the eighth one of his wives oh did they did they do that in some historical beheaded. recreation they made her black Yes. I just know more about the Halo people that they made black in the TV show. She was the second wife of of Henry VIII. And Cleopatra I did hear about too. At what point is the fallacy itself a fallacy? Well, I think that it was always incorrectly labeled a fallacy. Whenever you're talking about the slippery slope, you're saying premises you accept to accept whatever the thing is here. That Mm -hmm. if you accept um, abortion as morally neutral or morally good based on premise A, B, and C, underlying principle it follows that the next thing is, is going to um, is going to come to fruition based on that idea. Or for example, even the gay marriage stuff, I always wondered how, how is Rick Santorum and company, how are they connecting gay marriage to things like animal marriage or transgenderism or whatever the parade of horribles for the future was going right. to be. But when you see, okay, gay marriage is based on at some level, a redefinition of what men and women are. And when you start toying with the definition of what men and women are and you treat them as interchangeably or interchangeable, that's how you get some of the logic that leads to transgenderism. Now, I'm not saying to be clear that they're the exact same thing, that a gay, a gay marriage is the exact same thing as being transgender. I'm saying there are underlying logical concepts that apply as validly to one as they do to the next. And whenever you're talking about the slippery slope, that's the idea that you're getting at that accepting these premises leads to another thing later. That's perfectly sound reasoning. That's not like a baseless fear mongering or something. So the fallacy is a foul, like calling it a fallacy is a fallacy. I would agree with the, the email we've talked about it many times, but yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else to add to that? 
no, I mean, I, I don't think it's a fallacy. Like even logically, I don't think it's a fallacy. I don't think that like modern times have turned this into um, something that it's not. I don't, I think from the get go, it's, it's not a fallacy because things clearly do pick up speed <laughs> and become larger issues in every walk of life. Right. Yeah. Well, and that, that's my, it's my philosophical problem with progressives in general is that there never seems to be an end point. There never is the wipe your hands and go home. The activism is the point. They will forever be loud, whiny, bitchy activists when I was young and considered myself one of them, I thought there was a point where it's like, all right, that's enough, quote unquote, yeah. justice. It's time for all of us to go home and work normal jobs now. But there is th- that's not a thing for them. There's no, no end. Well, because they're unemployed. Yeah, I guess their career depends on the 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 quote unquote injustice maintaining. Yeah, exactly. Um, OK, I'm up. Nutratus. Blonde, you said on your most recent interview with Devin Stack, uh, this wanderlust thing has just ruined us, ruined our dopamine receptors. And you've said personally, you spend some time as a cosmopolitan and an alcoholic. Oh, I spent, I spent a lot of time. Um, how do or did you counteract that? Say for the sake of argument, you found somebody that has been in the same place for their whole lives. How do you uh, not expect the union into the arrangement to feel aesthetically like a cage? Additionally, misanthropic extrovert also hits close to home ah you understand god bless and feel free to wax poetic wander on this cheers to the great end um okay uh the thing that helped me the most in this situation was that my life was in shambles and i nearly died and so when that happens it gives you like a great appreciation for um what life can offer you when you live a healthy life, a clean life, a useful life. Um, and I'm just eternally, eternally grateful for that. Um, so like, I don't care that things would give me these little dopamine hits because it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Uh, I just never thought I would have such an awesome life. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful, but for people that haven't kind of hit rock bottom in that way, I don't know. It's, it's radical acceptance that this, even if it's fun, this is bad for you. And the fun doesn't last forever. Have you ever met somebody that has partied like they're in college into their late thirties or forties? It is so fucking depressing. Yeah. And periodically I'll like link up with people that I went to high school with or whatever. And I'm like, you're still doing this. Like, are you serious? And it, it's not like, I'm like, Oh, I I'm missing out or I get FOMO. I, I like, I just feel bad like yeah. i feel pity for them and yeah. at some age you cross over um and you just start feeling bad for people that are still that are still living that yeah. lifestyle and well, i think that probably happens in your late 20s what's the point of going out if you have nothing to go home to is really right. the reality yeah. you can go to the bars all you want but when you're still going home in the same state every night thinking i wish i was going home to a wife a, a husband children life. whatever that scene of chasing whatever social interactions you're chasing at the bar, you're not going to find that fulfillment there. Um, and people's interest in you over time is certainly going to fade. Like oh, yeah. Once you're the, uh, the kind of the old loner at the bar, uh, that's yeah. not going to be a satisfying lifestyle. Yeah. And I think that the, um, the manosphere is doing such a disservice to young men because they're saying like, Oh, you can be at the top of your game until you're 50 or whatever. Um, it's my experience that men 
everyone men men reach their peak in their mid thirties. Like I don't think so, man. I think they've reached their peak in their late twenties. And then it's kind of like a downhill spiral, just like most women. The the top of your game is being a dad with almost no exception. For sure. I'm talking about like physical libido. Oh, I thought you meant like picking up chicks is top of the game or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think the manosphere is giving men all this false hope that they have all this time that they don't have. Like I remember when I was dating in Seattle, I was 27 and I met a guy that was 41. We went on a date and I was just thinking the whole time, like it's, we are from different worlds. This guy is so old. He's so old. And yeah. I just could not get over. It. I couldn't get over it. And yeah. at the end of the day, I was like, you're just too much older than me, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and, and so I think men need to be realistic about like, okay, like I, yeah, I, I still can have a kid when I'm 45, but do I want to? And am I going to be the kind of guy that's so rich that I can still marry a woman of childbearing age. You're probably not. And you need to and, be realistic. And about is it that. fair to the kid? Robert, Robert De Niro just announced he had a, a child recently. And he's like 80. He's 79. Yeah. All right. Like you want to be the sort of dad that's going to be there for your, for your son or daughter's life milestones. You want to be there yeah. for high school graduation. You want to be there for marriage. You want to be there to see your grandkids. Um, you want to have those experiences while you're still young and spry enough to enjoy them. And exactly. Uh, if you put it off too long, you do, you lose out on a bunch of that. It, one of the great joys in parenthood is watching my parents be grandparents and seeing how that is different. Yeah. Is seeing how that's different from being my parents. It's uh, it's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Other than we got to figure out, it's like we've, we've made some milestones and sort of getting some, getting our son to accept discipline in the ways that a, a year and a half year old can accept discipline. But yeah, it's hard. But if, if he spends the week with grandma and grandpa, there's no discipline involved. His every whim is appeased. And so <laughs> we got to navigate that. I get, I got to get grandma and grandpa to, to crack the whip. People do need to start out. getting, getting started younger though. Like, yeah, we're going to have our second kid and that's probably going to be it. And then um, like, we feel old. I'm 35. My husband's like, what, what is he like 40 you don't even 42? know that's how old i don't even know yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> and we just feel like he looks great and he's yeah. still going on 10 mile runs and everything like that but like we feel old yeah. retired you know all right we have a lot of questions so we'll probably have to, oh sorry we should have some. that one was for you i'll i'll leave it uh, alone other than my commentary there but chris a says uh question Wait, no you meet bobby right oh um i thought that was bobby thanks thanks no. for correcting me bobby says um, blonde, you mentioned something on the Sunday show about thinking about committing acts of violence. I've heard this phenomenon called the call of the void or something like that, where you don't plan or desire to commit the act, but you visualize yourself doing it more or less. My understanding is that it is fairly common to occur. Maybe the Brownsville guy fell into the void. What are your thoughts? Is that right? That kind of makes me feel better that this is some, um, definable phenomenon because I just sometimes like when I'm laying in bed at night. I just fantasize about like murdering Fauci or Nancy Pelosi or something. Like I would never do it. Okay. Ever. But like I think about it and fed, it's like fed, it's fed, you know that fed, fed, you fed. ASMR or you get a massage or that post orgasm feel. It's like that. Like it it what? nourishes me in like such a satisfying, like mm, now I can go to sleep. You think about Nancy Pelosi. You think about justice against Nancy Pelosi in a quasi orgasmic way. That's what you're telling no, me. No, 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 no. I said post orgasm. Oh, okay. Well, still like, 
This is not sexual. <laughs> Tangential. Like getting, no, yeah. no. Just like that feeling of deep body relaxation after a massage or a delicious meal or. It brings you, you know, a deep inner peace. It's what you're saying. Just yeah. inner peace, yeah. but also like comfort. And then I just fall asleep just thinking about it. I've never had that. I mean, like I said, I, I understand weird thoughts popping into your head where it's like, what what would this scenario be like if it played out? I, I, I can't say that I've indulged in the fantasies to that degree. Seriously? No, not to, not to this, like, not as this sort of relaxation hobby or something. It yeah, sounds like you're meditating. I just, it is. I just yeah. put on a one of those ASMR videos of somebody cleaning a really dirty rug. Yeah. And then I imagine uh, chopping off Fauci's head and then I sleep for like 12 are hours. You, uh, are you into ASMR at all? I like the rug cleaning videos with okay. gentle music. And I also like uh, ear blackhead popping videos. We realize it, my dog is 10 years old, so we realize they're a little too late. But I was thinking if, um, you know, if things don't work out and I need to pursue a new calling or make some kind of new internet content, French bulldog eating dog uh, ASMR, we could definitely make. And I think people are into that. Why? People like the sound of their, like, of their grunty oh, snorty. Oh. And then you combine it with. <laughs> Who like, likes that? It's so gross. There's a, it's a thing on the, you give them carrots or celery or some kind of crunchy vegetable. And people, people like listening to that. Oh no. Uh-uh. My dog's yeah. just too old now though. His, his teeth aren't sharp enough anymore to get that, to get the, the best sounds. I think. Do you ever put on the sound of like gentle rain? No, nah, I've never been into that. Like background noise kind of mm-hmm. stuff. No. Nah. Okay. If it's real, I like it. Like when I lived in Portland, uh, you know, having a window cracked on a, a rainy night is kind of a nice sound, but it has to be real. I don't want it coming over some crappy speaker. Per se, what do you guys think will be a good way to stop the Democrat rigging of 2024 election? I call for a ban of mail-in ballots. If you can go outside without a mask with social distancing, without fear of catching the Rona, then you have no excuse to go to polls and wait in line like the rest of us. Unfortunately, Dems will try to persuade the hive mind to keep using mail-in ballots so it'll be easier to rig. What can we do to stop this? What have I been talking about this whole time? Radical acceptance of the situation we're in. Your vote doesn't matter. What situation we create to fortify voting doesn't matter. None of this matters. I guess his question would be if you could do anything to make it so your vote does, what would like maybe your policy would be not vote or I don't know. You tell no, me just don't even vote. I mean, the mail in ballots thing will help, but, you know, they're crafty and they have no moral core. So they're basically unstoppable. Yeah, everybody I, on the right's like, oh, I don't want to violate my moral core. Blah. If I was designing um, the voting system from scratch in my state, for sure. I yeah, I would be all in favor of vote in person, vote with ID only. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's for a couple reasons. One is to cut down on the ease with which fraud could be committed, regardless of whether it's actually happening. Yeah. I don't I don't know the scale of voter fraud that's happening in Montana or not. For all I know, it could be zero. But the point is, you don't want easy pathways to doing it. Yeah. And, and the other thing about voting people, the argument is always it should be as easy as possible. No, it really shouldn't, though. You should have to put up a minimum level of effort in order to exercise the power that is your vote. That's power exercised over your neighbor. And you should have to want to do that. You should have to put forth the effort to do that. And if you're not willing to do that base level effort, you probably have no business doing it because doing it isn't just making your voice heard as they like to, to characterize it as though you're just like going out and writing a note in some uh, notebook where you like check in at an Airbnb or something. That's yeah. not what it is. What it's what you're saying when you do these, when you 
A vote, a lot of the time, is an exercise in power over your neighbor. Not just telling exactly. your neighbor what he can and can't do, but most most often these days, taking his shit. Like, I'm jacking up your property tax rate, or I'm jacking up whatever tax that's going to directly steal from your wallet. Um, yeah, you, you should have to put up a base level of effort to do that. Um, yeah. But uh, is that going to... For for that to happen, not only would we have to do it in a state like mine, you have to do it in all of these crucial swing states where it's most consequential, like the Pennsylvanias of the world, the Georgias of the world, the Arizonas. Um, I I think that if we could snap our fingers and make a voting system of integrity like that happen in those states, that'd be great. I just I can't see that happening in a critical mass of states anytime soon. Yeah, I think it's basically baked in. And I think he has a, the point is right. Once you redefine the norms, that's what 2020 was all about. Just like every norm you think you held, let's erase them and, and make new ones with a whole bunch of bullshit for emergency premises for why we have to do it. And all of a sudden, exactly. mail-in voting is normal. Like dro- harvest a bunch of ballots, shove them in the drop box. That is normal now because we've made it normal. Yep. Moonjogger. <laughs> At this point, is it better just to prepare for the collapse? Well, the truth is it always is. Um, you should always, always be prepared prepare for, for the worst. Yeah. The, you know, you losing power, not having access to food, not having access to water. Uh, those are situations that every family should think about. And I, I wouldn't consider myself um, a quote unquote prepper necessarily. But I want to know that if I lost all of the conveniences of modern life for a period of, say, a week, that my family could sustain that. And even that is very modest. Like people would say a week is insane. You need to know, you have to be prepared for months. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. It's just baseline. Everybody should know what you're going to do if you lost all of the conveniences of daily life tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Yep. Um, Dingo darling, in your opinion, which presidential candidate has been oppressed by the deep state more Donald Trump or RFK Jr.? I think definitely RFK Jr. because his vaccine thing. Yeah, I guess I haven't followed his campaign very closely, but I know that he is outspoken about the vaccines and I know that he's not going to get a lot of fair media treatment because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say currently, though, it's got to be Donald Trump just because of the length at which he's been at it. But we'll find like, could I see them getting pretty similar treatment as 2024 rolls on? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. well, I, I wonder if RFK will be treated as a serious candidate or if he'll just be kind of shoved under the. I don't think so, because they everybody's so obsessed with this, um, this anti-vax thing. Yeah. And they're not going to do debates. I think the DNC has already said it's Biden's. We're not doing debates at all. Not going to happen. Yep. I would love I really would love to see that debate between them, not just. Not just um, on the vaccine stuff, but on any topic, just to compare mental sharpness. We know how Biden did in the debates with Trump, you know, three years ago now or two and a half. What does it look like now if he has a real debate opponent? I'd be I want to watch that. Nice. Bobby, am I up? I think I am. Right. Um, Question. What do you think will be the result? (laughs) You just bail on that last name. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Bacalieri. I'm trying Bobby, yeah, I don't know. Bobby says, what do you think will be the result of the bank failings we had so far and are yet to come? What would be the goal of the cathedral to take advantage of the chaos? You know, uh, Quasimodo predicted all of this. Did did he? I'm not a great hunchback of Notre Dame mind. But um, no, the, the consequences are going to be, guess what? The concentration of your wealth 
in the hands of people who are very friendly with the concentration of power in DC. That's the consequence. So friendly. Yeah. It's I, uh, there's, there was a study or a report within the last week that there's something like 200 regional banks that are at serious risk of collapse. According to this analysis, (laughs) I don't know if that's correct or not, but I do know that when everything tightens up financially like this, the smaller competitors are going to be the ones at a disadvantage because they just don't have the resources to band-aid all over all the tiny paper cuts that have now been inflicted. But oftentimes they also have fewer friends in DC to get the sort of treatment they need to survive the storm too. So when people lose confidence in their neighborhood bank, because it's, or even their, the bank that covers their state or their region, because it's just too small to weather the storm, they pull the money out, they put it in, you know, the big banks uh, that are friends with Janet Yellen. And all of a sudden those people have all the deposits in the country and all of the uh, power over the financial system. And, uh, you know, one might think there's some intent behind that, but uh, no. we're supposed to believe it's just consequences of a rough market. A nightmare. Um, whiz kid. I've been thinking, uh, and I got a proposition. If trans people really want a new life with a new identity, I say, let them have it. However, with one condition, your previous life is completely invalid. Your social security, birth certificate, school education, driver's license, records, everything connected to your old identity thrown out the window. You can't keep using your old identity if you want us to accept your new one. No social security means no citizenship, meaning we can support them. <laughs> Would that be a good way to stop, perhaps lessen the trans disease from spreading if we find a way to make it harder for them? I gotta see. You're deported to Transgender Island and you get a new social security card there to transylvania yeah yeah we just made there you go make a 51st state was transylvania technically what is transylvania as a jurisdiction technically i don't know i know it's where vampires live but uh it was former romania it's a region in romania okay so what country is it part of today romania it is romania okay yeah transylvania well we just we negotiate with the uh, Romanians. Isn't it the, uh, the the big Joe Biden corruption report that just came out? Didn't he have some corrupt interaction with the Romanians? Wasn't that Yeah, they gave it? him a million dollars for some, you know. All right. Something. So we scratched their backs. They can scratch ours by making Transylvania the home of the trannies. I think you solved it. This looks awesome. I want to go. It does look very, uh, very eagles nesty, very reiki, I would say. Yeah. Back to the homeland. <laughs> Actually, I'm uh, not Eastern Europeans. Jeffrey D says, so California approved for uh, reparations for black people in their state. I'm pretty sure this will have two scenarios. A lot of black people will move to California to get free money and bankrupt the state. There will be an increase of black on black crime because people will rather steal from each other than work for their own. <laughs> uh, with this, along with Biden's bullshit student debt relief is the first step for the Dems easing up. Uh, er, Easing us into socialism, I think, is what it's supposed to read there. Hmm. Well, they haven't, um, as far as I know, the the policy has been basically recommended by the board that was assigned to evaluate it in California. It would have to get approval of the legislature to take effect, unless I'm mistaken. So we're we're not quite there yet as far as this actually happening. And I I read a headline that said Gavin Newsom actually opposes it, that it's too rich because they're giving away too much money. Even Gavin Newsom, I think had some pause on that, but the I reparations. Yeah. Take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. Cause I haven't read deeply into it. I've just seen kind of headline level stuff. Um, well, I think that a multitude of their tactics have been easing us into socialism for a long time. Yeah. This is just kind of apex nonsense, right? This whole reparations thing is so preposterous and 
infeasible. My favorite uh, the piece of the debate that's been going on in California is they're actually doing it. At least they were trying to do it not by race, but by demonstrated lineage. You had to show <laughs> a connection to a slave in your ancestry. And so the pushback has been, well, that's that is a racist policy because many black people can't demonstrate their lineage is the idea. Um, oh my God. So, I mean, what are you saying? Are you saying there are a lot of missing fathers or something like that? What's the problem? Why can't you why can't you track way back a few generations? Because actually, it's not when you think about American slavery leading up to the Civil War. Granted, I have not done my own family history. I've not done my own analysis. But it's not that insane to think that you can go back like, what, four generations to get to the 1850s, five generations, maybe. Yeah, it's not insanely far back. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, I hope they do this just so we can see just so California finally destroys itself, which I think <laughs> is beneficial at this point. Just get it over with and maybe California can be restored. Uh, but I want to I want the demonstration that this doesn't work. I want the demonstration that you can just hand every black person that asks a million dollars or whatever it is, because maybe they'll backtrack on the lineage thing. Maybe it'll just be race. Hand out a million dollars. And then I can't believe it. A year from now, two years from now. Guess what will still be problems? Yep. All of the same ones. It's just um, I thought yeah. you were going to say black. <laughs> no, I just mean it's like the. the, the uh, I've heard various people articulate the 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 idea, and it's correct. You could take all the wealth in the world to, tomorrow and distribute it evenly. Everybody gets an even check in the mail. We all start from the same spot, wealth wise. Guess who's going to be rich? The same people who are already rich. Guess who's going to be poor? The same people who are already poor. Yeah, because I know for the most part, wealth is a product of decision making and risk taking. Not exclusively. Some people inherit, you know, sometimes you run into money that maybe you didn't earn, strictly speaking. But maintaining wealth over time is an exercise in good decision making and risk taking and building things that are productive for people's consumption. And either you do that or you don't. It's it's pretty much that simple. I want to come into some money. Your Uh, turn, my turn. I think uh, you're up. Joseph. For a while now, I've been down the rabbit hole of gruesome internet videos that I've been desensitized all of it. There are YouTube channels that talk about the disturbing side of the internet. My curiosity gets the better of me. That cartel, that Matt, uh, that um, video that Matt brings up, I've seen those already. Trust me, blonde, funky town, funky town is up there, but it's not the worst of it. My wow. question is, is it good for people to be undisturbed by the evils of this world? Is it right for Americans to react to mass shootings and terrorist attacks like it's the norm? Does it benefit us being unfaced hmm. to the dark side of humanity? it's not good for us nobody you shouldn't have access to like the most gruesome things that you would only see in war as like an 11 year old on the internet that's crazy yeah i think parents should protect them their children from that sort of thing but on the other side of it the reason i look at a lot of these videos um is not just to like indulge my own thirst for shock value or something it's because i want to know the nature of the evil that exists in this world and i want to know what those forces are against which i i could conceivably have to defend myself or my family i don't want to live in a delusion where i think like no nobody would do that everybody's pretty much a good guy but we don't need to know the extent of this right well i think i kind of do like um 
put it this way. I, I had no delusions that the cartels were good guys, but I also had no understanding of how sick these people really are. Like the, the stuff in the videos w- was previously kind of unimagined to me. I couldn't, yeah, couldn't imagine humans doing this to each other. And then there it is. Yeah. Now, maybe you could say image wise, it might be better for you to hear this described to you than to actually um, watch these videos and give them traffic or something like that. Um, no, I don't. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I had a that my view on the border was rosy beforehand. But certainly when I watch something like that, I think, OK, these people, even if only in a small number are right on the other side of our border and given the chance they would do this to my family if they decided that I slighted them somehow. Right. I, I have to, we have to take that like securing ourselves from these people very seriously. They, it just erases any rosy picture with which you view the world. And I don't want to, as is constantly an exercise in this show and shaping a lot of my opinions or changing them over time. I don't want to form my opinions based on how I want the world to operate. I want to form my opinions based on how it does operate. And part of that is knowing what the worst possible forces of evil actually are. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. All right. You're up. Uh, Dangerous Spaces says, after... (laughs) I see what you're doing here. He's trying to appeal to me like that failed mortgage broker last week. After all I've done for you, you could at least answer, or the least you could do is answer this question. We don't really celebrate Halloween over here, as in Australia, but I do really enjoy going to costume parties whenever they occur. Uh, by, by far my favorite ever costume was when I went to a 21st birthday party as a Rubik's Cube. It was also done, or sorry, it was also one of my favorite memories of any of the stuff I've done with my dad over the years. We measured out and painted the squares together and it was an awesome, it was awesome fun making it. Another good memory I have is when I dressed as Fred Flintstone and three friends were the Brady Bunch uh, for another birthday party. We went to some uh, outdoor restaurants at a nearby mall and did a lap in front of every, uh, uh, every single one of these restaurants. We got some wolf whistles at a couple of oh my god comments. I'm wondering if you guys had any favorite costumes you've worn for parties, events, or favorite memories associated with certain costumes i'm not a big costume guy to be honest so i i guess i'd have to defer to the costumes i've done on the show like that's the most effort i've put into costumes that's so lame okay one year i put a wire tower in my hair and then i wrapped all my hair around and and sprayed it pink yeah and then i wore a nude bodysuit with a gem in my belly and i went as a treasure troll and i got blacked out drunk that night i was like 20 And then I woke up and like my hair was all like stuck to my face and I had like wire and I just went to breakfast. (laughs) I think the best, uh, my wife has made contributions to my Halloween costume pretty much every year since I've known her. That is true. I think the best one was the, the gauge gross cruts bicep. That was really gnarly. It it turned out great. You can go back to the Halloween show. That must've been 2020. I think maybe it was 2021, but obviously it had to be after the Kyle Rittenhouse incident in 2020. I think that was the best work that she did, uh, but she's done. Yeah. She, she did a lot of cool stuff. So other than that, yeah, I'm not costume dress up guy. I don't, that's not my thing. So I don't really have a, a good one to go back on after that. Captain Just Norway. Uh, oh, you're up. Sorry. Uh, let me delete this. Captain Norway. 
Good evening, my hard R moonwalkers. With Santos suddenly arrested and charged for minor wanks the same day congressional Republicans publicized, I almost said bidets, Biden's corrupt shenanigans. How the hell do you keep a straight face? Yeah, it's uh, it is an interesting coincidence there, too. So Santos has been busted on wire fraud and lying to Congress and thir- like 13 yeah, yeah. charges. Um, I guess the reason I didn't automatically associate them necessarily is because who the hell cares about George Santos? Like who on the right actually cares about George Santos other than Kevin McCarthy, who needs his vote desperately? Yeah, nobody cares about him. I never hear people talk about him except within this context. I I look at George Santos. I would never vote for. I don't care what his policies are. The dude is a a cringy liar who makes shit up. And as far as I'm concerned, represents pretty much nothing that I stand for. So I would never vote for the guy. But to Captain Norway's point, it's not about whether people in conservative or libertarian politics like him. It's about distracting from what appears to be pretty significant findings of uh of hunter biden and family corruption i guess i just hadn't thought of like yeah did they they catch wind that comer and company in congress were coming out to do their presentation today and they thought let's uh today's the day for george santos just to kind of minimize attention as much as as possible that thought had not necessarily crossed my mind but you always have to think those things these days i think you're yeah. you're right that Whenever these things out, you should ask why today, because I highly doubt they oh, learned anything right. new about Santos um, very recently. Why did the investigation conclude at exactly this time? It's very suspicious. Good point. Fair point. Sleuthing Sloth says, uh, hi, guys. First, uh, congrats to Matt and Mrs. Christensen on baby number two. Thank you. My baby is due in less than two months and I'm getting a little bit nervous, but I am excited. My question for blonde, how do you find adjusting after birth? I'm a little bit scared about the whole labor and baby adjusting process, but just want some reassurance. Yeah. I mean, I was so excited to meet the baby. Um, and I don't have a high pain tolerance, but I was just like, you get so uncomfortable at the end of your pregnancy that you're like, get this fucking baby out of me. I don't care how it happens you're just peeing yourself and like can't walk and it was just a nightmare um so you kind of get to this point where the labor doesn't seem so scary because you have to get out of you and then i thought the adjustment into the newborn phase was cake it was just a cakewalk it was so much easier than being pregnant your baby sleeps all the time and as long as nursing goes well i don't know for me it's like there were no challenges the first year Except for my OCD. That was a that was a real struggle. But otherwise, Emmeline was cool as a cucumber. I don't know what kind of baby you're going to get, but I found being a mom was so much easier than I expected. I can only speak as an observant father and husband, so take what I say with a grain of salt. And I can only speak on behalf of my wife. But I will say that as a generic male observer, so much of it struck me as biologically natural like you're just programmed to do this and maybe some women are more than others but certainly my wife expressed a lot of the same fears and then when it comes time to happen it's like i am a robot programmed to achieve this task and and, you know it just happens that's That's how it worked so i i think that for whatever fears you have there's a biological component that's just going to take over and you're going to do just fine yeah, be worried about when your child is a toddler. I'm in parenting hell right now. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Steven's up next. I'm looking to try to better myself so in the next few years I can be a good man searching for a good wife. I do not want to bring character flaws I know I have into a relationship, especially if I become a father, but I do know, I do not know how to work on them without being in a relationship. Hmm. Examples would be possessiveness, jealousy, and selfishness. Any advice on how you can deal with trying to deal with your flaws? God bless you and thank you. Did I, did I read that correctly? Okay. So possessiveness, possessiveness and jealousy, that's going to be hard to work on without being in a relationship. Yeah, this is an interesting thought because, of course, I would advocate that all uh, young men concentrate on becoming the best version of themselves while they look for women. But, you know, you don't get too invested right away because we as men have time to build our value to women later and... Mm -hmm. You should probably do that. You should become the best man that you can to make yourself the best husband and the best dad. But one thing that that philosophy doesn't necessarily consider is, can you be the best version of yourself without that spouse? And I can say that um, that my wife improves me constantly, that there are obviously flaws or the, the ways that I conduct myself that I, I find flaws in my own thinking or interactions or behavior based on interactions with her that I yeah. wouldn't have. That's introspection. I wouldn't have if it wasn't for her and I, I wouldn't be able to recreate on my own. So. Yeah, but couldn't you do it artificially like through casual dating? Yeah, maybe. I mean, may, maybe that you can get some of that introspection by, by just dating women before you're married. Yeah. But, so maybe you should date somebody casually who's not like a total dog, you know, and then just be like, listen, um, I don't want to be exclusive right now. And then get used to the idea of her going on dates with other guys. That would, you're my test run. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe he'll fall in love with her or yeah. something like that. Um, and that will help you work on possessiveness and jealousy. Yeah. Well, but, uh, the selfishness just, give to people that should be easy give to people around you yeah. give to people that are in need give to people in your family now i think he's got a point that there are certain character flaws that you can't even become aware of or develop without the interaction of another person uh, yeah. someone you're dating or a spouse or something so i would say that it probably would be beneficial to date with that mindset um just don't and it doesn't sound like you're coming at it from this perspective but don't think like the enemy here is the I'm perfect just the way I am stuff. Like, oh, I'm an awesome guy and yes. some woman owes me something. No, no, you keep By working. virtue of not being like that, you're already one yeah. step ahead. You seem like you're self-aware and you're introspective. And so you do what you can to work on the flaws of which you are aware on your own. And you pursue relationships to bring other areas for development to your attention. And exactly. pair those together and you're going to be as close to the perfect version of yourself that you could possibly be. Oh, that's true. Okay. Reagan. Oh, we have one more. Yeah. If you would, uh, if you had to, would you rather spend two years in a coma or one year in a maximum security prison? I am going coma all the way on this. Nobody's going to rape you in the ass. Well, hmm. it's a pretty insignificant difference. One year versus two. If you, if this was like 10 years in a coma versus one, yeah. then I'm having more of a debate. Your but chance I, of getting raped would be like 700% lower in a coma, right? Yeah. How secure is my isolation <laughs> in this prison? Because I just, I don't right. want to deal. It's the other prisoners that are the thing. Now, I guess I, if I was in prison and even if I was guaranteed security from other prisoners, 
there are probably still family experiences in which I could participate even through phone or communication or something that maybe it's worthwhile staying awake for in that context. No, fuck that. And then you don't have to live it if you're in a coma. It's like going to sleep and waking up. Yeah, but there would be something heartbreaking about going to sleep and waking up and my son is three and a half and I missed a lot of awesome stages. But I guess... Wouldn't you be so jazzed you were alive? I guess, and then how much of that experience are you getting in prison anyway? Maybe you get like to see a video of it. Maybe you get a Skype call if you're on really good behavior or something. Maybe they can come into the prison to visit you you on the other side of the glass. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't seem worth it. Coma. All right, fine. In this case, I'll go coma. But if the years were upped, I would have more of a a debate for prison. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Reagan. And thank you to all of our emailers. Uh, As a reminder, if you'd like to send an email to the show, contact page of the website is the way that you do that. MattChristensenMedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We'll catch up with your chats. Excuse me. And we'll call it an, uh, an evening. So uh, over on, well, let's uh, let's go back to Odyssey since Odyssey is the new and exciting thing now. Uh, Mike Hawk clarifies he said it four times uh, or 14 times. Sorry, 14 times. I wonder if that was a deliberate choice. Number 14 being of significance. Uh, that being the N word that he said earlier, uncensored on, on Odyssey. He also says... Uh, <laughs> Only only an F word who likes D's in and around his B hole would like old Rose uh, taking shots at uh, at uh, the old Rose defender earlier. That's a big game, man. Rowdy dude says when the reparations bill passes, I am moving to California and setting up a rim shop. So, uh, yeah, business is going to be booming. Uh, good luck with that one. I think that's a smart entrepreneurial decision. It's not against the law. Oh, fuck you. Are you good over there? Yes, I do have a, okay. um, let's get oh, one sorry. more on uh, rumble. I'll just take care of that. Okay. Rocky mountain monk says, Hey Matt, uh, which platform takes the smallest cut from super chat donations? I think currently it's rumble. rumble. I think they're basically doing zero. Uh, there may be some processing. There may be some small processing fee of the actual exchange between rumble and, and me as in the show. Um, but it's as close to zero as anybody else, uh, on the internet right now. So rumble, I think is yeah, the pick, but odyssey I know is low, a lot lower than YouTube. Tippy is a lot. Tippy is working through PayPal. So it's just PayPal's fees. And of course, PayPal has its own problems, but, um, but their fees are, are very small. It's only, uh, well, formerly Susan and now Raja Mahan at, uh, YouTube that are taking a massive cut of 30%. Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Um, all right, Greg Williams, can we stop acting like our forefathers were moralist Christians? They weren't. And that's good. They loved freedom. And most of them spent their post 1776 time picking up women at bars and nightclubs of their day. Ben Franklin was notorious for this. Um, yeah, I think that we do have a way of, um, idolizing them to, a perhaps a higher standard of morality. I'm sure there's probably some truth to that. Just as we look at all sorts of icons of our history and probably make them into bigger men than they were. And I'm not, I can't call myself a historian of the faith of the founding fathers, but my understanding of them generally for the most part is that they were deist in thinking some of them specific Mm. Christian faiths, but the idea being that there is a, a God or a, a moral creator of the world from which 
all of their philosophy is derived Correct. or all of their yes. views about the natural world derive. So I, I just don't, not that I'm saying you're characterizing it this way, Greg, and I know we're kind of at one way here and I, where I get to guess what I think you mean without giving you a chance to respond. So thanks for being patient with that. But I, I don't think that they would be some kind of like moral relativist or amoral or kind of people who thought that the world, that there weren't moral truths inherent to the world. We we constantly reference the John Adams quote of our constitution is meant for a moral and religious people. I mean, that's, that's the idea that, that with freedom comes moral obligation. Right. And that we, that, that, to the extent you want less government intervention, it relies on people being restrained by their own adherence to a moral order. And I think for the most part, the founding fathers were pretty clear on that uh, in their understanding. It's just, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we'd have to figure out to what extent were they specifically Christian in their thinking or, you know, what, right, what, were, right. what, were, the, what were their thoughts about the origin of that morality? That I'm not, I lack the expertise to tell you. But uh, well, does anyone really know? They, well, they wrote. So there a, were writings on some of them, but they wrote a hell of a lot. Those guys, so you can <laughs> you can find it. I'm sure. Um, Greg Williams says the book is called Purity: What the Bible Says. By the way, and is written by a man called Christopher Daniel DeSoto. Thank you so much. I sure. will try to remember that. Um, what does this say? Token <laughs> spick. Okay. Yeah, you can say hey, that. All right, it's Wednesday. <laughs> take, hey, my joggers. When is Yellowstone returning? Congrats on the home and incoming spawn. Need Yellowstone and spinoffs. Yellowstone is toast. They canceled it. No, it is coming back for a final season. But oh, what? I thought that they that they like he couldn't get along with someone, so they canceled it. It sounds something? like Costner is probably on the way out. I don't know if that's officially been announced, but they are going to finish up the fifth season, and hopefully, oh. it's something more than like. John died. It's over, <laughs> which it sounds like it might it be. It sounds like it might be. Yeah. Uh, and then I, they're saying that they're going to do a spinoff, which I, I interpret to mean it's like Beth and Rip take over the ranch or something like that. Assuming they don't die, but I, that's not a spoiler. I don't know what's going to happen to them. Um, I will say that I, I'm, I've been a fan of the show. I enjoy the show. I think that the prequels are excellent. Both way of them. better. They're so much better. I like them all, um, but I've seen enough from Taylor Sheridan and the producers of this show that whatever direction they decide to go, I'm interested in giving it a chance. Maybe I'll like it. Maybe I won't. Like a lot of the Jimmy stuff in Texas and this like four sixes. That's the only thing. thing I care about. I don't care about that at all. So that that's the one thing that's been kind of a miss for me. But uh, but I like enough of it that even if, I like Yellowstone well beyond Kevin Costner or even the character of John Dutton. So I'm I'm definitely willing to give it a, a shot beyond his time. Ask mine. Ask Are you mine. done? You like John John Dutton is well, you hated the show already, I guess. I thought, I, I, yeah, I, that, like something happened in the last season where I was like, I'm never watching the show again. Like, I can't. The last season was the weakest, was as so is common bad. with a lot of great shows that sort of run their cycle. I mean, it took forever. 1923 is like one of the greatest love stories ever told. I think 1923 is is pretty good. I I liked 1883 better, but 1923 I'm still watching and will because watch that when chick it comes is a back. major smoke show. The chick on um, 1923 is really growing on me though. The uh, his his British uh, fiance, yeah. well now wife, I guess. Spoiler alert. Initially, but. I was like, eh, but now I'm like, eh. I got kind of annoyed with her. It's like, enjoy my witty commentary while we. <laughs> 
<laughs> while we prance our way through this dangerous situation. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, uh, really congratulations, did. bitch. You escaped an elephant once again. I'm, I'm, I got tired of the Africa. <laughs> like, cool, the lions came after him this time. The Africa thing, I'm thinking like, please just go home to Montana. I watched this show for Montana. I've had enough Africa. Yeah. yeah. But I did enjoy um, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Josh Eternal, you're not a serial killer if you kill at dinner time. <laughs> well, what if they... I uh, get it. You know who... You know what serial killers eat for dinner, though? They eat cereal poured in the bowl before the milk no wait i i let me back up fuck that up milk i messed it up the cereal i indicted my own kind they eat cereal after the milk they you, get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it they pour the milk in first because they're psychopaths that's the punchline there it is there it is i tried it's that time of night i do um, like to kill people and i do pour the milk in. this rim shot is for the chatter not for me i messed up the whole thing you did Hot Pockets. Uh, Matt likes the sound of a real golden shower and not one coming over a crappy speaker. Dude, if I ever found out that Matt liked to be peed on, I would fall over dead from shock. (laughs) It would be the most unexpected sexual revelation about anybody I've ever known in my entire life. I'm a thousand percent sure you don't want anybody to pee on you. A thousand percent. Not only are you correct, but you'd be a thousand percent correct that I've never been peed on. Um, at least in any kind of way, yeah. like I'm sure I've been, I'm sure I've incidentally encountered urine at some point in my life, but I've never had someone pee on me for, but if you're going to be in that situation, you should clearly be the peer. Well, the, the closest I've seen, because there's a lot of like high school locker room culture that I never participated in, but I just, I don't get it. Like it's dudes, you know, the, the sort of stuff like whipping each other with towels and like playing pranks but in high school there were dudes uh high school classmates of mine who would have pee fights in the shower they would pee on each other in the shower because that's like funny and a gag that i don't know man that's that's like i don't know how to say that's not gay like what are you guys doing it's definitely gay like recreationally peeing on your friend in the shower is is, (laughs) yeah that's a that's a gay thing um, Ugh, that's the, I've, I've seen that sort of thing happening. I never participated. I never peed on anybody. I was never peed on. I was the sort of dude trying to change my clothes as quickly as possible to get away from these people. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. That was pretty much it. Um, I have heard stories about people. though. What do you mean? Like people that I've known. And then like I hear stories about somebody else. They're like, oh, yeah, she likes she likes when dudes pee on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I don't get it, but whatever. Sometimes people have bizarre tastes privately that you'd be shocked to learn. But um, in my case, you won't be shocked to learn that uh, that ain't me. I uh, I do not have exotic tastes in that regard. Mm-mm. Thunderstorm. Can conservatives ever come to the reality that capitalism is linked to Marxism? Check out Anthony Sutton. This has occurred to me occurred to me before that capitalism is um totally dehumanizing in many of the same ways that communism and socialism are it is the greatest way to individual freedom that is true but no economic system really cares about humanity i mean it's it's all very ruthless well i guess i would say the same thing to economic freedom as i would say to freedom in the political sense that we were talking about it earlier that it's not really of inherent value on its own without a moral framework behind it as in 
good quality judgments about what is and is not good. Now, everybody has property rights and among your property rights are, are your labor or is your labor. Um, but that doesn't mean that every use of your property is a morally good thing. To put it another way, there probably is a list of things you would not do for money. You may not become a prostitute for money. You may not kill people for money. You may not perform any number of jobs for money, and that's because you view there's a the you believe or understand correctly that there's a higher moral truth than just the dollar. Um, if the exchange of money is actually the height of your moral hierarchy, then it is uh, it is subject to the to all of the moral failings that that could happen in a you know supposedly free society where people think freedom means running around creating totally. chaos and killing each other. So I guess the, my only question on this is how. I could see your point that that if Marxism denies the rights of the individual, it becomes kind of anti-human in that way. If capitalism puts the dollar over uh, moral truths that that are more important than that, it could be anti-human in that way. And but inarguably, we have done that in our society. That's the only way I could see the similarity, though, is in the consequence, not necessarily in the philosophical origin. Because in the like the base oh, level totally, premise, yeah. I see no link between Marxism and and capitalism but maybe uh the the bad consequences are actually somewhat similar i'd not really thought about that yeah yeah i I used to be all about cutthroat capitalism but now i think it's it's just too mean i think it's just well i i definitely agree that there are moral priorities over the dollar that a, a good and and moral people would uh would operate according to i guess my question is just what system except for the one that we have where you have the people determining what the rules of that economic exchange are going to be like what what other system would we derive to create those moral guardrails if right. not the people in their states handling that well, i think i would like to live in a much more homogeneous insular smaller society where there can be some element of collectivism because i, I feel like it's a tax on living in a high trust society and so i feel like i'm yeah. getting back from it but we don't live in that society so i'm like fuck you this is my money (laughs) yeah well i think i certainly agree that the level of trust you have by default is going to have massive consequences on what sort of economic exchange you have and what well i don't know i just how you're willing to operate economically if that makes sense like who how you evaluate a guy you're hiring to work on your house or what sort of protection you think you have if he is a bad actor if it's just like random guy with whom you have nothing in common and no real way to hold him accountable, if he decides to take your money and run. Um, uh, yeah. We're in that situation right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, interesting thought. appreciate the chat. Hold Mulray. Uh, hi, truth seekers. Recently, I referenced the silence of the U S constitution and that in God's word, uh, basically we don't add to them or go looking for stuff that is not there under penumbras, et cetera. God bless you too. Yeah. I mean, why, why would we do that? It's just a way for people to shoo in their stupid pet projects or to rationalize their incredibly immoral or stupid belief system. Right. And then enshrine well, it in law. Yeah. And all why of that, else would you do that? All of that was meant to be the political determinations of the states. That's, that's yep. how those questions were resolved. Not just you discovering the secret code of the constitution that funny aligns with all your policy preferences <laughs> that you can ram down the rest of the country now. The penumbras. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got a load. Do you have anything up? Uh, yeah, I think we just have a few more. Um, Matt Grendel worked on the border in the NG 
National Guard must be 12 years ago. Thought I was uh, going to catch bad guys. Quickly learned the drug mules were mostly people coerced by cartels to lug the drugs. Very mixed bag down there. That's interesting, too. It's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Anybody committing crime for whatever reason, you're still personally responsible for the crime that you're committing. No, you're Um, not. Not if the cartel comes to you and they're like, you're going to do this or I'm going to hang every person in your family, including yeah. your children, by their intestines. I still don't you think you have to do it. <laughs> I guess you fight the cartel is my answer. You you put a gun in their face and you say, bring it, bitch, which is a lot easier for me to say sitting from my uh, comfy household. No, you run those drugs away. and you do it well. Yeah, I mean, I. I yeah, I guess that you raise an interesting point. It's like if there's literally a gun to your head saying you're going to shoot that person or I'm going to shoot you or you're going to shoot that person there. I'm going to kill your family or something. Sounds absurd, but I guess I could see your point that there are, there are probably a lot of very comparable scenarios in this. Um, You mean like that exact scenario? Does that, does that, does that erase all personal responsibility for that crime though? Yes. Yes, it does. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say all, but coercion erases culpability in, what about cases of rape? Like you're not responsible for accepting the rape from like a sexual moral perspective because you've well, been coerced into it. I guess um, let me think about it. Like if you're if you're trafficking people across the border in the absence of the cartel now, they're not actually they're not pointing the gun at you in the literal sense in the moment. I suppose you still have the opportunity to flee that scenario or something, but maybe no, because your family is back home. Maybe the gun is at their head yeah. back in the back in Juarez or wherever. No, you put that heroin right up your butthole and you just you just do it. I understand where you're coming from, and I'm sure it probably is uh, a lot more complicated, as Matt Grendel is saying, than um, yeah. than you realize. It's not just like a bunch That's of criminals tough. operating on their own behalf, although I'm sure there's no shortage of them, too. But I, I you're probably right. The influence and the coercion that the cartels exercise is probably well beyond what I'm thinking. Bobby C says, choose the coma. Your reputation is intact. Your family sees you, even if you don't wow. see them and you can keep your boomsticks. Oh, that's a good, that's a good. That didn't uh, even occur to me. I forgot about the guns. Yeah. Coma. Yeah. For the win. All right. Um, and Bobby C also says milk before cereal. Well, that is uh absolute psychopath behavior, but uh, I'm with him though. I, I, I don't know. You guys are crazy. I think it's a- huh? Get it's a better way here. to like control your carb intake. Anyway, I think we're all set. Uh, double check on a refresh here. Just make sure we're good to go. looks like we're good on YouTube and Tippy. Uh, DLive looks good. Thank you guys over there. Uh, we're good on Odyssey. Thank you guys. And we're good on Rumble. All right. Anything else before we call it a night? No, I'm very hungry. So all right. Nice. Well, all the best on your dinner. I hope it was successfully achieved. And of course, thank you to our callers this evening. Thank you to our emailers. Thank you to our super chatters, our chatters, everybody who's contributing to the show. It's very much appreciated. We will be back on Sunday with whatever happens between now and then. Of course, if you missed any part of the show and you'd like to listen back, you can head on over to the podcast page of the website shortly. It will be up on the audio platforms. MattChristiansonMedia.com slash podcast is where you find that. Anything else show related, of course, MattChristiansonMedia.com. We'll see you Sunday.